0: Coco Talk is an unscripted live broadcast. Anything can and will happen. The views and opinions expressed by members of the panel and the live audience are their own, and not necessarily those of the Coco Talk show, its sponsors, affiliates, or subsidiaries. Open minds encourage, sense of humor recommended. If any off-color comments were made, we're sorry.
1: Hi, this is Dale Lear, designer of TRS 80 Color Baseball, and you're listening to Coco Talk.
2: the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. It's time to drop your socks and grab your real-time clocks,
3: and let's rock.
4: Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world, keeping the Tandy flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, cause Coco Talk is rocking the 8.
0: All right, everybody we're here we are with you on episode 141 the first episode of the new century of 2020 and this week we're gonna celebrate our community is it a new century cool, cool, yeah, is
4: something like that the we may we never stop Cause cool, cool, is the
0: that's right. We're here. It's a new century or something. Um, we got a great panel. We've got Time to be whole... factually accurate, <laughs> yes,
5: it's more of a factoid.
0: Great...
6: Oh, if you want to be factually accurate, it's not a new
5: decade.
7: <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs>
0: We've got a great panel. Hopefully, we'll have a decent show for you. We have a very, we have actually a special theme this week. But let's go ahead and jump in and introduce our panel as we have it now, and it could change. Um, but we have got Mark D.
3: Overholzer. Welcome, Mark. Hey, thank you. Thank you very much. Glad to be here. And hey, it's a wonderful year so far. Of yeah, course, so it's only four days old. <laughs> Ron Delvo is with us. Hey, Ron.
1: He's muted, but we love him. <laughs> All right. He's still muted. There you go. Ron DelVoe. Didn't, didn't want to add to the um, crosstalk.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, Mark Bosley's in the house. Hello, Mark. Hello, everybody. We've got a guy with multiple personalities here, Nick Moroto. Nick Moroto. Nick Moroto's in the house, hey eh, Nick? Hey,
5: hello, how are you?
0: Uh, right from O Let's Canada. Let's three times. El Bob Curtis and Wee. Hey, <laughs> Curtis. Hello, everyone. Uh, Paul T. Barton from Barton hello. Laboratories is here. Hey, Paul. Hey, how you doing? Very good. Thanks for joining us on this special occasion. John sure. Lowry is here. Hey, John.
8: How did do you? Do? hey everybody
0: jason the coco
8: man Riker. thanks for being here jason howdy howdy century new century not included
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah the guy who's making digger three for us chet simpson's in the house
9: everybody
5: Digger.
0: we uh we've we've barely met our minimum australian quota right now but david o'connor is here helping us out there thanks david Hey
10: everybody! It's good yeah. to be here again for the first show of this uh, millennium. Right. We, don't, we don't get our we don't get our tax incentives
0: without representation from all the various continents. So thanks for for helping us out this week. Uh, speaking of another continent or something like that, it's uh you are gay, you are gay. Uh, Diego Barrizo is here. What's going on, Diego?
11: Hi hey, everybody! How are you doing, guys? Thank hey you.
0: Diego! And hey. what time is it for hey, you? you? You're like uh, in the future too, aren't you?
11: Um, a little bit, yeah. It's well, it's four o'clock, so now. Nah, oh, okay. Not really. Okay, we've
0: got from not necessarily another continent, but possibly another planet or alternate reality. David Lads with us, hey, David. <laughs> Good day, everyone. <laughs> I hope you're ready for
12: today's show because I certainly am. Don't look like that, Jason. I'm not even. Begun to scare people. <laughs> <Rocking>. <laughs> now,
7: now, I David, think David again, comes in the planet with...
8: of overenthusiastic geeks. That's where I think he's from. <laughs> now, David, this now let's let's try that again, but this time with more feeling. Don't <laughs> <laughs> <gonna> encourage him. <laughs> to where they,
5: where they <laughs> honor <laughs> the grease <weasel. laughs> Yes,
0: yes, 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 yes. And I think he's muted, but he's here. He'll probably join us in a while. Terry Steggy's here, sporting a nice poster down there. Um all right. So just to let you know, the main topic of today's show is we are going to try to celebrate the community with a little presentation of recognizing members of the community. We did put out a call to action to help us identify and compile and gather the names of the hundreds of thousands of people. And we've probably done, you know, a reasonable job on on, on capturing some of them. The the good problem that we have is there's so many people. Um, doing so many things that it's nearly impossible to remember them all and recognize them all, but we'll do our best to get as many as we can. I just checked the Facebook group, we're just shy of 3,000 members in the Facebook group as of this morning, which is insane, right? So Um, On that note, before we get into the main segment of Community Celebration, we're going to do that thing that we do with L. Curtis Boyle, and we're going to go ahead and cover, I guess I need to stop sharing too in a second, but we're going to go ahead and do some news. So here's our intro, courtesy of Rob Inman. It's time for And, and
7: here I thought away. I was going to share nap
13: time. Sorry, uh,
0: was, I'm, told I'm Take not. it away, <laughs> L. Curtis Boyle.
3: Okay, now i just going to figure which desktop I want here. Now I'm really confused. I think this is the right news file, except the file name is misdated, and so is the head.
13: Oh yeah, ah. I probably didn't change that. I kind of rushed it because I was over helping mom this morning. So okay, starting Brian Shubring. Okay, looks good. Right one. Okay. Yep. Hey, first up, uh, Brian bring the music man, who is semi-regular on our panel here, has made the official announcement that the new run of MIDI packs for the Cocoa will, in fact, be made. And right. I know David O'Connor and a few other people have been quite interested in this. Um, so he's got yeah, some absolutely. details there. <laughs> now, have, have you been talking with uh, Brian at all, David? Like, have these, has he given any more details since this initial posting from December 28th?
10: Um, no specific details on the mini pack. We have sort of talked a little bit sort of loosely about it, but, um, yeah, I've just voiced my enthusiasm for it, especially with the new project.
7: So
10: yeah, I I have nothing really to add technically, I suppose. Okay.
13: And for those that don't know, I mean, you can do MIDI out the BitBanger port. Um, it does tax the computer quite a bit. This is actually one that has, has all three ports MIDI in, MIDI out, MIDI through, and there's some fairly professional software that was done back in the late 80s, early 90s that uses it like Ultimuse and a few other things. So if you have MIDI synths and you want to write music um, on a cocoa itself, this this is the definitely the hardware pack to get. If you uh, want to run it with a disk drive or a hard drive or an SDC, you'll probably need a multi pack or at least a Y cable to to run it. But
0: very cool. Now now just another quick dumb mm. question. Uh, MIDI is basically a serial port. You mentioned that it's yeah intensive to do it over the BitBanger. Is there any hardware assist to do it on this way or is it still, is this just a better serial port and it's still CPU intensive?
13: <laughs> this, this is a real serial port. So you actually okay. write a whole byte at a time on the BitBanger. You got to write every single bit out individually and then time it at 32,500 baud. Okay. So this is basically like an RS-232 pack, but change for the special baud rate MIDI uses, but you get to do a whole byte at a time. So the computer's doing eight times less
10: work basically. Yeah, okay. MIDI's – the operating frequency of MIDI is actually 31.25 oh,
13: kilohertz. Oh, yeah, 30, yeah. So it's, I said 32.5 yeah. for some reason. Don't ask me why.
10: Yeah, yeah. No, no that's that's cool. It's, very I was, cool. I was just emphasizing the point that it's very fast. It's, <laughs>
13: yeah. And when, when you get to the point of actually doing these here, uh, maybe we can do a demo with Ultimuse or something like that to actually show people kind of what it's capable of doing there, David, since you actually have a fair bit of experience with that, and Brian probably could too.
10: Brian, yeah, others. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Cool. Set up a couple of synthesizers and actually do a live demo like we did last time, but using the MIDI yeah. pack. That'll be cool. Yeah.
13: Hey, so we'll look forward to that in the future once they're actually released. Now, this was an interesting one here. Carlos Camacho actually posted up that he'd found the patent filing for the case for the COCO1, and then the name it was filed under was a Bernard A. Gray, G-R-A-E, if I spelled that right. Hmm. Um, I've never seen this before. I've never heard of that name before. I don't think it's even mentioned in, in the Cocoa book that Boise and, and Bill did. So has anybody else heard about this? And does anybody know if this was he also designed like in the, the later Coco Two, Cocoa 3 stuff? I know he did some of the TRS eighties before this.
0: I don't ever remember hearing about anything specific to the case design of the Coco One. He
6: seemed like he designed some no, other either. things too though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I did a little research on him and you know he designed some, some other items too different products, you know, completely unrelated to the color computer.
13: Okay, so you're just a general designer, not specifically computer-related then?
3: Right. If he's still around, it
13: would be interesting to interview him, I think, to see, you know, why did he choose certain Mm -hmm. ways of doing things, etc.?
3: You know, Um, since the Green Farm Terminal had the same design, it was probably, you know way predated the the whole cocoa. Yeah, that's
0: true. Line. Even yeah. the uh, video text. Was he a general
10: des- a general designer for different companies or was he specific to uh to Tandy? yeah.
0: I didn't do
6: that much research on him. I'm looking some stuff up on him now to see if I can find anything. Uh but I read something about him designing products back in forty seven. So he's probably not oh, around, or if he is, no, pretty he's eight. pretty old.
0: Just real quick, I want to throw this out there too. Speaking of designers and somebody we just lost recently, but Sid Mead, who had led the design work for most of the stuff we saw in the movie Tron and Blade Runner, so he was kind of a futurist. Uh he recently just passed too. So you guys just made me yep. think about that. So
13: same same week as Chuck Peddle
0: actually. Yeah. Mm. Cool stuff so though. These are well, neat things to find. It just, just, just you know, you mm. think you think we've heard it all, seen it all, learned it all, but we always unearth some new uh, artifact as time goes on. You know, so it's really cool.
13: Yeah,
10: agreed. Yeah, yeah. You're
13: in the comment, David, or
10: no? Just, uh, just an agreement.
13: <laughs> okay. Okay. Next up. Uh, Paul Thayer, um, he had posted a uh, disc image a while ago about putting all 64 colors on the screen so you could see you know, what the different shades are for RGB and what the different shades are for composite if you're designing a game or earning graphics interface type thing. But he was having a little bit of you know flickering and stuff, and that's usually due to the timing when you're changing your palette registers. If you do it in the middle of a scan line, you'll get this little glitch that the gimme throws out. So you have to time it to be in an H-sync blank area or a V-sync blank area. So we uploaded a fixed one now that is flicker-free on the real hardware. And you, the one thing to note here is if you're running emulators, that flicker doesn't happen. Like VCC and MAME, neither one of them will do that correctly. So if you're writing software on an emulator and you're changing palettes midstream, you know, to get more than 16 colors on the screen at once, you could be causing all kinds of you know, flickery, you know, dots and stuff appearing all over the screen, but not know it if you're only dealing with the emulator. So it's always good to test with real hardware. But anyway, he's got the fixed one up here. If you guys want to, you know, grab it, it'll display all 64 colors on the screen at once. You can kind of go through fix one when, when you like, and then you can also do your RGB versus composite, because you can just switch the mode and then pick you know, pick you know, ma- colors that match as close as possible, or maybe you can come up with an alternate set for the...
0: the yeah, I think, wasn't it Rick Adams and Dale Lear had done one of these for the Rainbow way back in the day too, when the Cocoa 3 first came out, because nobody knew yep. what the colors were, or and I think in the book it even had like a little chart with little lines that you could fill in the blank and what you yeah, wanted you could to fill call the, the colors to name them yourselves, which is the stupidest thing if you ever. Yes, think about exactly. It. <laughs> so that is the only ones cool, that everybody
13: though. agreed on was like gray, black, and white. You know? Gray,
0: <laughs> blue, sky blue, ultramarine navy blue, blue, blue. Yeah. <laughs> Windows Death Screen blue. I mean, there's just a bunch of them. So black, less black, <laughs> lesser black. <laughs> <laughs>
13: I do know the one you're talking about. Stevie was back from the, I think, the October '86 Rainbow. Yeah, but I that one actually did have some glitches on the screen because people hadn't quite learned that palette time. The, the yet.
0: sparklies, or was it just? This yeah, time? I, I
13: think I can't remember if it's like glitched, like live, where the dots flickered on off, or if it just had a couple extra dots on the screen that weren't supposed to be there. Anyway, this was a nice clean one. So, the next three stories here, all in a row, are Trey. Tomes, Tomes, I'm
0: not sure if his yes. last name. Yes, 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 yeah.
13: rapidly learning six and on a language and how the gimme works, and he's doing a blog for his roguelike game. He's got a lot of working code and uh some screenshots of his multi- uh windowed view here. So this is kind of the layout he's doing.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing that which we've kind of yeah.
13: shown before. Yeah, that's cool. Um in this case he was learning how the palettes on the hardware text screen work and the attributes and stuff so we could actually get the different colors setup that he wanted to do.
0: You notice he's got the latest version of VCC right now with the... Uh, yeah, 201E. Yes, E, Echo. Okay.
13: And then fiddling there, that's when he finally figured out how to get black to work properly. And then he's using uh, a palette called Dawnbringer. It's a 16-color palette that's supposed to be a, a pretty good standard for some types of games. Okay. And there's ah, a later and... screenshot
0: where it's actually starting to, you know, draw the... The walls and stuff and doors and yeah. hunger status in the corner. Neat, neat, neat. So it's going to be kind of a windowed version of Rogue with on-screen stats on the right-hand side and then maybe a little status bar in the bottom like you've just been hit yeah. by a monster or you found a treasure or something like that. Now, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah.
10: That's yeah, really cool. Scroll back into that picture audio.
0: real quick too because I just – oh, there's oh. the color palette. Yeah. I'm um go back this one first. Yeah, like that little picture there with, you know, this text-based drawings. I just remember some of my earliest memories of playing computer games where things literally were just made in text. And, and especially like your classic text adventures or, you know, ASCII graphics. But there was a time when you, we had to use our imagination, you know. And, and sometimes that was more powerful. It was like what the computer couldn't do and what we augmented it with our own you know, imaginations made the experience still pretty cool, you know. So to see these kind of layouts just kind of takes you back to the time where, you know, all we saw was an asterisk on the screen and and we were happy, you know. (laughs) (laughs)
6: The original augmented reality. (laughs) People say the same sort of thing about reading a book versus watching a movie. Yeah, You know, like, yeah, the book is... You got to use your mind in the book when you're reading the book. Yeah.
13: You get to picture your, your world the way you want to hear it or see it, as opposed to how some director
10: decided it's
2: going yeah, to be. Yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah. 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 I
2: remember the, uh, you
10: know, before I got into uh, into Cocos uh, in the early 80s, um, on the old Z80 or Z80, as you guys pronounce it, um, based systems that I was running, Dick Smith System 80 and Micro B, uh, it was all, all our graphics, everything, like you're saying, it was all done with uh, ASCII. Mm-hmm. This is really right. Yeah,
13: um, Nick Morenti's were here. We talk about that because I mean he did some of the games back in the day for the Model One using the what is it, one twenty eight by forty eight black and white graphic blocks.
6: Yeah,
5: hey, Nick is me. Uh, yep. Yeah, hey yeah. Nick. Hey, hey Nick. Yeah, there, there
14: we go.
13: Good of you to finally show up, Nick. I mean, hi. <laughs> yeah,
10: just, you, you, mean,
14: you mean wake up? He, said, yeah. 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 He, had to,
10: he had to get through all the bushfires first to get here. Wow. <laughs> anyway,
13: cool. we're talking about Paul Thayer's uh, color demo here. This actually is a screenshot of it in, of a, in all an 60 emulator. 64 colors.
0: Okay, yeah. Yeah, like as you get towards the bottom, it becomes like shades of pastel, you know. It's yep. just like... <laughs> uh, now, this
13: one here I can recognize. This is the composite video set. Because ah. basically, the way composite works, you get sixteen basic hues, zero through fifteen, and then you add more white, basically, to each of the colors. So you get blocks so of sixteen. So it gets lighter. Gets lighter, yeah. Hmm. Which okay. is completely different than how RGB does it. And Coke is one of the few computers that actually made them completely different, except a PAL. PAL in Australia. I think you guys are composite, and your RGB is the same color set, is it not?
14: Yeah, yeah. Well, we still have the yeah. same gimme chip, so it's intern. Internally, it's still creating that. NTSC composite but they're disconnected and we then pipe the RGB through a separate uh, composite power converter and therefore we get composite that is based on the RGB colors not the internal gimme NTSC composite
10: which is a much simpler system though obviously is it's, it's big advantage is much better quality composite signal too
13: well, also the fact yes, you have consistency, yes. you only have to write from one color set for your game or program. Whereas well, in, the, right. in the states yeah. and Canada, we had to like you know, you know, select RGB or composite. and The colors don't exactly match, and some of them don't even have corresponding matches. Period. So you have to kind of guess. So it doesn't look and, the same on both.
14: No, and, and I think that the composite boards uh, that were in the PAL units probably aren't fudged in order to make artifacting like it is in the uh, in the NTSC mm. uh, because. Artifacting doesn't work in in well not the proper artifacting doesn't work under PAL so they they didn't do that that fudge that Tandy did to get the red and blue colours work properly yeah so hence we get a clearer yeah, get, we, cleaner RG, uh, composite yeah
10: yeah much cleaner
13: yeah actually we'll go into a little bit of discussion on on RGB and stuff there a little bit later after the news I know there's been some questions from some of the people in the Amigos. Uh, community that are doing the cocoa show Uh, people that have newly gotten cocoa threes and some of them are interested in using the scart solution so we'll talk to jason about you know what exactly that
0: does how it works (laughs) terry Uh, steen saying to you australians that y'all should just move to america
7: (laughs) 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 we've got the NTSC composite here too in canada so
0: the struggle is real (laughs) Yeah,
10: yeah yeah The uh, background, my matrix background running on there is actually running live off my Coco 3, Hell Coco 3 now straight out of the um, composite output.
0: Well it looks good. It's 80 Mm
10: -hmm. colors.
6: You do know that NTSC stands stands for not the same color. Yeah, never the same color. Or never the same color. Yeah, or
10: never the same color, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
13: I I think I do understand why Tandy did that. I mean, when they originally produced the Coco 1, the VDG was supposed to just have P mode four as a black and white or green and white or green and black mode. That was it. It wasn't supposed to have color. Then everybody discovered this artifacting worked, and I think they did all this crappy composite stuff specifically so that artifacting colors were backwards compatible because otherwise they would have killed off a lot of the previous games. Mm, on the Coco three, you mean? Yeah. For the NTC SC market, because everybody was using that mode, whether it was tandy or third party, it didn't matter. Yeah. yeah. That was by far more popular than the, the standard four color pastel-y
6: things. Yeah, yeah. So a lot I'm of computer systems do were that. doing that too. A lot yeah, of the Apple.
13: That. The Apple was notorious for that.
6: Right. Yeah. Right.
13: Yeah, the Apple IIs. Anyway, this is his second blog post. Um going through that PAL, you know, kind of updating the PAL thing. And this is where he starts to discover, you know, that, you know, palettes are, are a little bit different. <laughs> uh, I think I was on the third one, actually. Let's go back one.
0: Oh, a little plug for our show there. Where is this from? <laughs> <laughs> this
13: is his blog. Okay. <laughs> okay, cool. So here's where he discovers the fun of RGB versus composite and the fact that the colors are totally built the op- opposite directions from each other. Like one's based on that base 16 hues with a bit of extra luminosity white added was RGB is based on literal RGB signals. So here's the original composite one where he's got, you know, nice grays and greens you can see. And this is what it looks like. The same exact same settings if you switch it to RGB. So you can look like color 7 goes from this light gray to red to this bright red and if yeah, you've, yeah, seen, right. if you've ever right. selected the wrong monitor type in the coco three like if you see somebody tries to do like a gray scales box or something like that mm. it'll come out pink and red because i don't know the difference <laughs> like it's grotesque so as he put it, my beautiful palette is ruined. Mm-hmm. So then he goes through and, <laughs> and does a translation. And now I will give a plug for Eric Gavriluk here because he did some research, and I, Nick, Nick's used this, and I've used it in the latest version of Nitrous 9AOU too. He actually did some research on converting the colors that was better than most of the standards that were done back in the late 80s, early 90s, and actually came up with a better conversion rate or conversion chart, which is an Excel spreadsheet. And he did a bunch of like mathematical calculations to figure out you know, how things match the best. So, if anybody wants to get a translation grid, they should definitely get a hold of that that chart that Eric did because it, it does a better job. It still doesn't have a perfect match, so there are some colors in RGB you cannot get on composite, and vice versa. Some on composite you cannot get in RGB. So he just tries to pick you know whatever's the closest. Okay. But you'll know, you'll never get an exact match. So he's got a little demo program doing that. Uh, you know the translations and the two different palettes. It's cool stuff. So, yeah. I'm really looking forward to his game because I'm a big fan of rogue and hack and some of the, the games of the similar genre and having this you know, multi-pane window thing with the different areas, and different colored text areas, actually fancying it up a bit for the Cocoa. So that'd be cool. Next up. And I'll, I'll let John talk about this one since it's his video. I'm not going to play the whole hour long thing here. You guys can enjoy it on your own. Um, but you were doing some uh, hardware fixes and upgrades, weren't you, John?
6: Uh, yeah, I, uh, I bought this Cocoa last summer and, uh, I uh turned it on, and, you know, when I bought it, it said not tested. And I'm like, ah, it'll work. So I got it, and I plugged it in, <laughs> turned it on, and there was a bunch of zeros on the screen. And uh so, uh so I talked to a bunch of people in the Facebook community, and one guy in the Facebook community pointed out that, you know, when you turn the cocoa on, it fills the screen with spaces, which are the ASCII value is 32. Well, if you look at that in binary, there's just that one bit to, for the – value 32, and the rest would all be zero. So memory locations 400 through 600 would all have 32 in there, but I'm looking at the zero character. If you look at the ASCII value for zero, it's 48, which you subtract the 32 from the system putting in spaces, that leaves 16. So that's telling you which Chip is bit, you know, bit zero, is there bit be one, a bit two.
0: quiz later on in this whole math formula. <laughs> no, really but I'm just me, so. well, I'm, I'm just <laughs> okay. about done, but,
6: but um, so you Might know, bit zero, bit zero is one, bit one is two, bit three is four, bit four is eight, bit five is 16. So 16 plus 32 is 48, which is why I was seeing those zeros. So the fifth chip over was the one that was bad, and after examining that chip, that's where I found the uh broken uh pin and i just globbed a chunk of solder if you jump to about 19 minutes in i think that's about it's where it's good
0: to see that pop star pilot runs on on the mac as i said oh here. yeah it, like it runs like a said. top yeah <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> so yeah this is the spot where i uh, finally some good software running on
0: a mac <laughs> <laughs>
6: <laughs> i threw i just threw it on just to have something cocoa going on in the background there that's my personal Mac on the left there, and it's my work Mac on the right. I
13: have to say I was playing Digger 3 on the Mac on the emulator last night, and it was doing pretty good. I, I played a lot better than Stevie did on the real thing.
6: On, uh, on a PC or a, Mac? I, think a I, Mac? I
0: think I feel a sneeze coming on. Screw you! Uh, <laughs> I'm not really saying much. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Level <five on> the...
3: <laughs> hey, Stevie, the yeah. takeaway here is, is you can figure out from what's displayed where the problem is. Yes. Yeah, I understand binary. And
0: so there and it is, getting like add powered four on. There, divide by two to the power of three. Hail Mary, uh, praise the Lord, Amen. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> Look, it
3: booted. Good job, Lord John.
6: Yeah, so there it is, powered on, and I'm not seeing all those zeros anymore. So it's actually working. And uh, then I move forward with the uh, Coco VGA installation, which, to be honest, was cake. If you're thinking about doing it, it's really not that difficult uh, to do. There's not, you know, there's like two wires to solder, but I mean, it oh, speak- scared me he did oh, the holy drill
0: through there, huh? <laughs> Look at you. He's got yeah. real hardware. Look at that. This um, a frickin-
6: Ed made a wonderful template and you just tape it on real good and, uh, drill the holes. You drill the, the first two holes. And then you put those standoffs in there to kind of bolt the template in place. And you could drill the other holes, especially that big hole. Uh, but yeah, it was pretty easy to get through all that there. And, uh, um, the whole installation was fairly simple. You know, it's just unplug the VDG, <laughs> plug the board in, plug mm-hmm. the VDG in, and you're done as far as that's concerned. Mount board. You know the you board. your warranty. <laughs> oh, well. Hey. Now, that's you, nice you had a bit
13: of a glitch here, didn't you, that you kind of worried you at first?
6: Yeah, when glitch? I get done and put it all together and turn it on, I, I get nothing. And uh, then I took the case back off, and I pushed down on the uh, – uh coco vga board and it kind of popped out and i'm like yeah yeah it wasn't seated properly i basically just i had to push i was afraid to push down i didn't want to crack the motherboard so i put my hand underneath and pushed down and that got it to seat properly and uh when i turned it on it worked or it was still in composite i still had the composite cable connected and it was on channel four so i turned it on and it worked but then it dawned on me oh yeah i need to put the Cocoa VGA cable in and switch it to VGA. <laughs> so I was like kind of yeah. laughing at the end there, uh, but yeah, yeah that's the I kind sh- of stuff I do all the time. So yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: yeah just just, <laughs> just to uh, kind of uh, validate what John Lowry is saying, I I'm not a hardware guy at all, and I was able to move my Cocoa VGA from the TDP 100 I had it installed on. Um, to my White Cocoa One, and it, it really is. It's it's just a pass through plug in connector, and I didn't do any yeah. of the hole drilling stuff, so I just have the ribbon cable coming out the back of my case. Um, but moving the moving or installing the Coco VJ is very painless, um, pretty much toolless if you just want to do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's up to the drill.
7: Yeah, <laughs> so
8: easy. Even Stevie could do it. <laughs>
0: <Yeah>.
6: Well, Stevie <laughs> didn't. If I would tackle it, I, I got somebody to do mine. Stevie didn't do any of the drilling.
0: You did say no. it was toolless, though. Yeah, to put to put the to put the the uh, well. No, I take that back. You would have to unscrew your case, right? But you don't have to do any modifications to your motherboard. Um, I like what you did there with the drilling. I I chose not to have that done to mine at the time because my TDP 100 was already pretty Much modified with composite mods and all kinds of other accoutrements. Mm-hmm. Um, so mine's in the 3D printed box, but I would consider doing that if I ever move the machine I put it in. Doing the
10: my um, two cocoa ones that I've got here, I've, I did the drilling. Yeah. The I like having the little boxer because I don't, have to,
0: I don't have to reach behind my cocoa to press the buttons. I've got the little thing on the top of my cocoa case, so I can just reach right on top and press the button. So it's a mm. shorter trip, yeah, that's to, cool to get to the button, that's, you know. Yeah.
10: That's just preference. Yeah, that's a good move.
0: Yeah, because mm-hmm. sometimes if I
13: reach behind and my finger's a little bit off, there's those two b- switches you can hit for changing like your modes and stuff, and I'll hit the
10: wrong one.
0: So, yeah. Right. right. Yeah, yeah, I do that all too. the time. Yeah. <laughs> so. Yep. No, that's yeah. Cool. I got to
10: change my red to blue and a blue to red or whatever, and I press the other one and it gives me artifact lines. And it's like that's not what I wanted. I got to cycle through it to get it back to the right, right and mode. And so,
0: and so, John, when you went to fix your memory, you had a broken leg, uh, a missing pin, or a broken pin on the RAM chip, and you just reconnected that with some solder dollop
6: yeah basically um the like uh, imagine the the wire coming out of the chip and then there's a vertical part that goes down into the board it was kind of broken like this and the upper part was bent up so someone literally must have went in there with like something hook shaped and pulled up on it until it broke and bent up and i had pushed it back down and then i just kind of clobbed some solder to it's a bridge the two broken parts of the pin, okay, and uh, and it it worked. Yeah, there you go. Do you know roughly whereabouts
13: that was that you found that broken pin?
6: Uh, it was on actually. There's a spot about. Yeah, you're in the neighborhood there. Um, what am I doing? I'm I'm putting it together. Go back a couple minutes.
1: He, sh- he shows it on the video. Yeah, you can yeah. see it
6: right there on this on the. Well,
0: back up a couple of frames.
6: Yeah, back up a little bit more from where you're at.
0: Did back you're up a little it? bit more. And then just zoom in a tad. Right there. It's
6: a the third yeah. pin down on the center chip. <laughs> yeah, on U18. See U18 there? Yeah.
0: Mm.
6: Here, you'll see it here. Okay, U18.
0: Yeah. Hold the camera still there, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You oh, see, yeah. The, you see wow. the broken leg, and then you're just going to bridge that gap with some solder.
6: That's how all because I Because the yeah. memory
0: is soldered in, too. So you would have had to have desoldered the chip.
6: I had so it turned upside down. I bought a desoldering iron yeah, and everything, yeah, 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 and yeah. I was I was leaning over the board, ready to start desoldering the chip. Uh, and then I thought, you know what? Let me just flip it over. And there's that's what I'm doing right there, right now, is uh, just putting some solder on that one pin. And Do you have uh, an
0: LED coming from your soldering iron itself.
6: Yeah, nice. it's got like two or three LEDs on it that kind of illuminates. Oh, that's while cool. It's oh, that's
3: helpful. Cool. Very helpful.
10: Yeah, it's a good it was, idea. I like that.
3: Hey John, yeah, another thing that's good bit. for repairs like that is if if you have through-hole components and you trim the leads on them, keep those leads because you can use them to like bridge gaps. If you oh have yeah, things. I've seen Absolutely. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah.
6: Just I've, I've watched a oh, bunch of uh, I've bunch mm. of, watched a bunch of retro channels where they've you know like John Bita and uh, Adrian Black and some of those other guys out there who've done work on various computers, bringing them back to life. So yeah, I've I've learned about that trick of keeping the like. Like if you clip a resistor lead short or something like that, you save them for bridging. Very cool. Uh, broken traces and stuff like that.
0: Yeah, cool stuff. So this was one of your yeah. first retro hardware tinker projects?
6: Yeah. Um previously when I had figured out what was wrong with it, I had taken a screwdriver and just kind of pushed it in place to to short across the pins, the broken pin rather. And and then with one hand I'm holding a screwdriver Shorting across the pin, the broken pin. in the other hand, I turned the computer on and I saw it was working. Yeah. So I knew if I had fixed that pin, that it would work. You could I just, just wasn't sure after I saw
0: it. the screwdriver into the computer. <laughs>
7: there
3: you
0: go. <laughs> <laughs> that Come sounds on,
3: like man. a Curtis move. <laughs> yeah. that's, that's it. That's <laughs> even
13: <laughs>
6: too advanced for me. Um, it didn't even think of that.
10: Yeah. Uh, no. But yeah, I, no, I was, a bit of a That's a that's a bit of a risky a, move with the screwdriver, too, because if you accidentally short the pin next to it to the wrong one, you can uh, do some serious damage to the chip.
6: I was very, very careful when I did it to hold it such that I was just bridging the broken pin, and I, I made sure I wasn't touching anything mm. else other than that. Um, but, yeah, after I got done with this uh, and then did the Coco VJ installation, I was had a double win there, so I was kind of, kind of proud of myself for someone who's a rank amateur at doing this stuff. You
8: know, I do have a question, John. Yeah. Now, now since Curtis isn't going to ask, I'm going to ask, how much solder did you get in your hair?
7: (laughs) None. (laughs)
13: Never had solder in my hair. I just soldered my hair. That's what I did. Yeah. That's different. I didn't put solder in my (laughs) hair. Solder was nowhere near me.
0: That's cool. That's cool. And so that video is on YouTube. So anybody who's interested in, uh, Seeing someone do their own hardware. And that's the cool thing. You know, there are, we got some, we have some true experts when it comes to electronics level work. Um, some of them are here on the panel. And then there's, you know, there's some of us who have not done it, but it's a reasonably safe thing to try for certain things. And, You know, then we also have people like especially in this case where I mean
13: the cocoa was basically dead
0: on arrival if you didn't do something. And then you know when we get into our presentation, we'll talk about some of the vendors we have in the community who can do the repairs. And so if it's something you don't want to try yourself Mm. and you want to have somebody else do it for you, you have that. Or you try it yourself and you screw it up, then you bring it to one of our vendors for the repair. (laughs) (laughs) And they they
7: just
3: shake their heads and discuss. Yeah. Do ask for help before you try this yourself. Because we have lots of pointers. Yeah,
0: yeah. Like Tom C. I I was on a video call with Tom C. as he was helping me solder the audio mod to my Coco VGA on and stuff like that. So yeah, I bought a soldering iron. I've never soldered in my life, but I bought a soldering iron to solder a a positive and negative lead. You know, so (laughs) I just did my first minor (laughs) hardware project. Getting my and speaking of which, I got my um, programming JTAG thing in the mail too. Wait, this so. is where it
1: gets zapped. Yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> it's it's it the lets the, it's where it lets the that. smoke out. Yeah.
6: Having had this win, mm. I you know, it's really instilling with confidence moving forward. And I ordered the uh, two meg upgrade uh the other day. It should be here it's shipping out today, so it should be here in a couple of days. And uh for it's for my Coco three, which is pristine working perfectly. Mm-hmm. But I'm thinking I might tackle the uh the upgrade because it's going to involve desoldering the CPU and um, soldering in a a socket and uh, you know plugging the sixty three hundred nine in and such.
8: And that's something so. I'm going to have to really caution you on. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. because because yeah,
6: really-
8: yeah, that that the, the desoldering the CPU on the Coco Three is not for the rank amateur. Yeah. Um. I mean, I don't even the ones I've done for myself. I haven't even. De- I. I've, I've actually. They were dead, so I just cut out the CPU, and then heated each pin up one by one and pulled them out. And that's even risky because just how cheaply these these PC boards were made back in the day, let alone the age of them, it's very easy to screw them up. Yeah. And uh, I think yeah. David O'Connor yeah. can speak to that.
10: <laughs> Absolutely, we <Well>, have <We're laughs> adventures with Prizer.
6: <laughs> well, there's some'll uh, you know, you know, we'll to talk about the options for sending it in somewhere to, to have someone
0: who's or in, more come, of an expert come to Coco Fest or Tandy Assembly or something like yeah, that. Or you know, can
13: so. send them Toys Poison Tech or or Cloud Nine. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. and I'd like to give my input
12: even when you do have the proper tools, because of the how cheaply the Coco Three motherboard was made, it is still easy to pull up the traces mm. with. The proper F- tool. Yeah. Oh, I yeah. think I
0: just said uh, that, weeks. but okay. Yeah. Mm. Well, David just got back. David. Mm. was uh, Oh, David. I'm sorry, David. There, so
8: David so yeah. Did we wake you? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
0: Hello,
8: everybody. Uh, hey, Brian oh. Shoebring is here. Um, <laughs> oh, great. Now we got. I through. think you
0: need you a mean, lozenge. Uh, <laughs> Kevin Holloway is asking: Does anybody <laughs> use lead-free solder?
8: No, can't stand the stuff, But I never especially, will <laughs> especially with this old stuff, you really don't want to mix the two if you can help it. Yeah, try not to. Yeah, because yeah, that that bad things can happen. It's the
10: most unreliable garbage. It really is rubbish. It's yeah. the worst thing they ever pulled is that stunt getting rid of lead and solder.
11: So the lead tastes
8: good. Yeah.
7: Well, <laughs>
8: unfor- unfortunately, you know, you know, we're talking about we're talking about vintage stuff, and yes, you want to use the leaded solder for working on your cocoa and the vintage stuff. Yeah. Um, you know, working in the electronics industry, yep. You know, let you know, basically, we had to switch to lead-free at one point because we even to s- ship things overseas to like Europe and stuff, we have to use lead-free, and it has got- yeah. it has gotten better. Um, but you do have, you know, there's more specialized equipment you need and you, you know, you have to preheat the boards and everything. I won't go into it all, but it's okay. It's gotten better, but you know, now, now pretty much you, you have to use it to, for that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. The kind of stuff that I deal with at work.
10: What, what so is what the is the disadvantage? Biggest, is
8: it just not work as well? Or what, what is like, I don't, I don't know the difference.
10: Uh, the biggest downfall with lead free solder is that the lead in the solder actually stops it growing little spikes. And without the lead in it, the it's, uh, I've forgotten that there's a word for them. They call whiskers. them um, whiskers. Whiskers. Yeah, yeah, whiskering is one word, but there's a there's a proper technical word for it. Basically, oh. what happens is lead-free solder is prone to growing whiskers, and they can grow between two connections and short components out.
7: Mm. It well,
13: different is mentioning in the chat, he said lead-free sucks. It's why there's so many dead Xbox 360s.
10: Yeah, when the first
13: generation 360s yeah, exactly. came out, the
0: red ring of death was a huge thing because the heat from the different chipsets were causing them to melt themselves away from the surface mount things. were getting so hot they were
8: desoldering themselves from the boards. Well, it's actually kind of funny because the lead-free solder actually you have to get it hotter to yeah, it's work with it. Higher temperature. It's higher temperature, oh, yeah. but one of the hardest yeah. things is what's yeah. also in your what's also in your solder is a flux and that helps the solder flow. And what does tend to happen I've noticed is with leaded solder you had more chances before you use up all the flux, you know, mm. to, to get something right. And that, yeah. that's yeah. Then, you yeah. know, The flux will dry out and, and also lead-free solder, you know, when you're looking at a leaded solder joint, it's going to look shiny. You know, it doesn't want to look dull. If it looks dull, it's it's usually a what they call cold solder joint. It's not a good connection. With lead lead-free, you can't you can't look at it by you know how shiny it is. And I know it's that's a big disappointment team. for us that like shiny things. Look at that yeah. overloaded wall socket. Yeah.
1: Look
0: at that.
3: This is yeah, one yeah, of those organic on
5: discussions that happen okay, when well, you get a please, news story. So where the the, evidence,
0: the so. news topic has to do with soldering, so we're just Quit providing yep. some value add to that. Um, okay, mm. there we go. Next, okay. next Curtis. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. All right, next up, uh,
13: Jim Gary has released a port of an adventure game called The Night of the Vampire Bunnies. <laughs>
0: that title is awesome.
13: And he's got a little bit of a description of the history. I'd like to learn a little bit more of it. Uh, Jason Dyer, who originally wrote this, apparently was only 10 years old in the 1980s when he wrote it.
0: Wow. Night of the... Okay. So you're in the so middle it's a kind of an adventure
13: game in Wallace to now, the north I, I don't know where this guy came from. Was he a Coco or MC10 guy back in the day or a different platform or you know what the history is but ha- you know porting a ten year olds game was kind of an interesting thing. so Jim, if you want to write in and
0: and of let us know the full history what, I don't know if Jim is doing this or if the game if Jim's port added this, but the fact that they're inverting that line. And it's inverting the text and, and the numbers and zeros. You just no way to print that much inverted stuff, so you kinda of have to re- reverse poke the screen. So if yeah. somebody was doing that at ten years old, that's pretty cool.
13: Yeah, I don't know if that is or not, because I know Jim has got that routine he uses in a lot of his games. Okay. He just has this
0: little subroutine he uses all the time. But all right. No, that's neat. Uh, that's nice that it kind of breaks up the chunks of text so it's not just a blur of green. You know, you've got these like yeah. dividing lines. And it lines kind of separates
13: where stuff. your moves are so you can kind of see. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. At a glance.
13: And my last news story here, this is from uh, Ben Drakes, our VR Coco guy and Dragon Guy. Mm-hmm. Um, he, we demonstrated his uh, game, what was it called again last week? Uh Beatles. Yeah. And he's got a new one he's working on. He's calling it Project A for now. Okay. Now, I had to mute sound because there's a soundtrack in the background. I don't know if it's copyrighted, so I don't want to get a ding for it.
0: Ooh, look at this. We got torches lighting. That yeah. is cool. Oh, oh, look at that! Oh, the Counts of Dragoria have gathered at the site of the. Is that say, drag Dragolo- Dragoloria? Dragoloria. Dragoloria. Uh, okay.
13: Yeah, it looks like it's going to be kind of a text adventure game, but with some you know lower graphical animated stuff, yeah. elements. Let me fast forward it just here here.
0: Yeah, well, as soon as you see like something with a nightmare bunny, you can't help but think of that Monty Python bit, you know, "Run
7: away, <laughs> run away." <laughs> oh, this
0: is cool. We've got like bats fl- flying at us or something. The
6: holy something. hand grenade.
0: <laughs> this no is conscience. really cool. This is really cool. We've got animation and got this kind of three D look to it. Um, I got to say, for for an out of the box. Uh, programmer, this guy's doing some really cool stuff, Ben. Good job coming soon yeah. for the Dragon mm. 32 and Tandy Calor computer. Uh, yeah, it,
13: look, it looks promising, and I mean, he's he's new to programming in BASIC and, and new to programming on these older platforms. In fact, yeah. I don't even know if he was born when the Dragon and the Cobo no. came out, so it, it's cool to have the newer, younger people getting into not just using the old machines. Which we've seen a lot of in some podcasts and stuff, but actually getting into actually
0: working with them and programming. Yeah, yeah, getting rolling up your sleeves, mm-hmm. getting your hands dirty. Yeah.
13: And that is all the news I have. There's a ton of stuff in Game On, but we'll save that for.
0: That's the cool. That's cool. That's cool. All right. Well, who else has joined us now that wasn't here before when we first started at the top of the show? Rick Adams is with us. Hello, Rick Adams. You're muted, but hello to you.
15: Uh, test the mute and it always works and then <laughs> you call for me and i push the button and nothing happens okay, okay so appreciate that rick
0: thanks for joining us on our special okay. day as we celebrate the community you're definitely a part of it uh brian the music man oh. shoe bring is what, what are you looking at
5: there showing us something oh it's just a little gadget i bought
0: that's not the countdown to doomsday or anything is it
13: <laughs> no <all right.
4: laughs>
0: okay is it the, is the back
13: to the future time thing um where are we it's, going?
8: That,
15: it looks a lot like that, yeah. yeah. That's to go to that new system.
8: century Stevie was talking about earlier.
3: Yeah. I thought it was yeah. for breaking a- nuclear code. codes.
15: Yes, yes.
12: Somebody said it was the Whopper computer. The, the Whopper computer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I
14: prefer,
3: I prefer like my, my
12: Whopper
0: game? with cheese. Yeah. <laughs>
12: that's just a, that's a little $6 board that I bought just because it looked cool.
0: It does look cool. It's got blinky lights on it. For nothing your ar- not ar- to Arduino. like about that. It's for Arduino, right? Mm
12: uh, originally, yes, but I made it work with a Raspberry Pi.
0: Okay,
7: uh,
16: but
0: let's get back to it. Yes, Brian, the Music Man Shoebring is joining us. Hello, Brian.
16: Hello, everyone. I think uh, my volume should be a little bit more normal again. I kind of uh, kicked the frog out of the throat.
0: All right, you're here. Yeah, we mentioned we mentioned your MIDI pack in in the news, uh, and then Barry Nelson has joined us too, who also joined us on our uh, little gaming midnight marathon last night. Uh, thanks for being here, Barry.
15: Hello, I'm glad I could make it. Sorry, I joined a couple minutes late, but that's yeah. all
0: right. And let's say hi to some of the people in the live chat. So Tom C is out here. Paul Fitch. Al Hartman, Roche. Uh, Rushim, Rush, Rushi, MSX. Uh, Curtis Boyle, Mark Overholzer. Um, mm-hmm. Terry Steen is out there. Hey Terry, Tim Franklin, Nick Marota, John Lowry. Al Hartman. Kevin Holloway is out there. Hey, Kevin. And Mr. James Diffendaffer is out there in the live chat. Ken Reichard is in the live chat. Ben Drakes is out there. And uh, Terry Steen is out there. And who else is out there? We got some people uh, watching us on Mixer. So we got Rogue Dog and Tr- Trinol Mixel Mixer Mixel Plick is out there. Um, David Glad is
8: it out there? Yeah, Paul. You
5: Fitch. always ignore restream Bot. Yes, <laughs> Robert
0: Murphy Bot. is there. Robert Murphy says, "Hey, he's waving to us." Coco nuts. Coco nuts. Uh, just got a sound loop. Ru- Rushi MSX. Oh, so it's Ro. Roshi MSX. The MSX was my 8-bit micro. Yeah, so Roshi MSX is joining us in the live chat as well. Thank you all for being here. All right, we have a brand new uh, Coco thoughts from Samuel Gimes. So we're going to Amigos Retro <laughs> Gaming. Roshi. Sorry, yes, Roshi. But you know, some people like mix their upper and lower case, or use dashes or underscores. And some people said, "Just screw it. I'm going to throw a bunch of letters up there, and you figure it out." <laughs> um, so, no, I'd like to buy a vowel, please. Uh, <laughs> um, so we've got a brand new Coco thoughts from Samuel Gimes from the creative mind of Samuel Gimes. So let's go ahead and do that. We'll do a commercial break, and then we'll be back with our main segment, which is celebrating. The Color Computer community. So let's hear what. That's good, Stevie. All right, thank you, there, young David lad. <laughs> um, let's see what Samuel Gimes has been thinking about, and we'll be back after these words. And now, Coco Thoughts
17: by Samuel Gimes. Today, I, Samuel Gimes, would like to list all the contributions I've made to the Color Computer community.
0: Yeah. So we'll I just I, the end. I wasn't sharing sound for the benefit of those on the panel. The people yeah, thank on the you very stream, much for that. Well, listen, screw you, Nick. All right, so um, a <laughs> lot of love in this room. For the benefit of those on the panel, we're going to play Coco Thoughts again, and then we'll take this commercial break. So we'll be back again
2: after these works And now, Cocoa
17: Thoughts by Samuel Gimes. Today, I, Samuel Gimes, would like to list all the contributions I've made to the color computer community.
8: We will return after these messages.
1: Hi, I'm Terry Steen author of Balloon Fire and other amazing games on the color computer. And you're listening
12: to Stevie Stroh on Coco Talk.
15: At GSoft, we
12: make games for the TRS-80 color computer, TRS-80 MC-10, and Dragon computers. Our basic games cover the range of genres from arcade to text adventures to simulations to 3D dungeon crawls. This is our latest puzzle game from Japan fruit panic so come on and drop by our website and download our latest games
2: my fellow Americans Australians Canadians Europeans and all of you and I'm calling on all y'all y- To help us make the world great again by visiting the Retro Swag Shop at 8bit256.com where you could get yourself a coffee mug like this with a little cute cartoon character that says, I'm a Cocoa Nut. You could also get yourself a coffee mug like this with a Color Computer 3 that says, I'm a Cocoa Nut. You could get yourself a, a deluxe travel mug like this with the Cocoa Talk logo on it. You might even be able to get yourself a DVD like this with over two hours of gameplay goodness it is time for us to rise up and make the world great again by enjoying some quality retro merchandise and cocoa nostalgia so please visit 8bit256.com and let's make the world great for the color computer thank you very much
18: Coco 2's got personality, lots of practicality. Fun, it's sensational. Learn, it's educational. Coco
9: 2's extendable, so easily commendable. It's programmable, so term is grammable Just you and Coco 2 do what you want to do. Coco 2, the color computer with personality. From Radio Shack, sale price for Christmas giving from $149.95. Radio
4: Shack's Coco 2 do what you want to do. Just you and
17: Coco 2. Coco Talk is brought to you in part by Placeblex Dietary Supplement. Placeblex, we think it works, so will you. Tired of switching your joystick between the left and right port? Want to change between different controllers? Well, Joey has got you covered. The Joey Controller Switch. Take control of your controllers with the flip of two switches. Order today at CocoMan.biz. And now, Coco thoughts by Samuel Gimes. Legend says when the moon is full, if you go out in the country by the lake and whisper the name of Nick Morota three times, his spirit will appear, and he will grant you a
6: product idea.
1: Yeah. Hi,
6: I'm Tim. Playing dagger like that idiot from the book. <laughs> You're watching Coco
0: Talk.
18: I'm <laughs> We now return you to Coco Talk.
0: And we're back. All right. So we've done the news. We have uh,
8: taken a of <laughs> We're back, break. and we're sorry.
0: We're back, and we're sorry.
5: <laughs> that is my favorite Cocoa Thoughts, because I do love hearing my name, apparently.
0: <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's really great. Okay. So, uh, yeah, about a week ago, I came up with the idea that, hey, why don't we try to... Compile information and let's recognize and celebrate the community and put out a call. For people to send us information, and we got some information sent. We put our heads together. We came up with a bunch of names. A spreadsheet was was created. (laughs) (laughs) Spreadsheet was created. (laughs) Names were sorted. Categories were created, and that translated to the following PowerPoint presentation that you guys are now all in store for. So without any further ado... Why don't we talk about our Cocoa uh, celebration, celebrating our community members. Can you guys all see that on the panel?
8: Yep. Okay. Now, Samuel Gimes okay. is not on this list. Okay.
5: The results so, were tabulated by Deloitte and Touche. That's and right. Price so, uh, so,
8: yeah, Price
0: Cooper's Waterhouse uh, did... Uh, Uh, correlate this. So this is an attempt to recognize the many people who make up our wonderful community and recognize their contributions. Efforts were made to compile as much information as possible due to the enormity of this task. It is going to be nearly impossible to get everyone. We apologize if you were overlooked, and we appreciate your contributions. While this is unfortunate, in a weird way, it's kind of a good problem that we've got so many people doing so many things that it's hard to keep track of, right?
3: So our attorney's uh, made us say this.
0: Yes. So uh, we have various categories. We're going to talk about clubs, broadcast media, community services, vendors, projects, hardware, software, and more. So why don't we talk about the main club? Our uh, founding fathers, right? How about the Glenside (laughs) Color Computer Club at glensideccc.com? How long have they been around? I don't remember exactly what year, but let's just say since the 80s. Probably as long as there's been a Coco. There's been a Glenside Color Computer Club based out of Chicago. We've got Brian Schubring here with us, a member of that club. Um, And for the past 29 years, they have been hosting the annual last Chicago Cocoa Fest, our annual migration, which many of us have attended so thank you, Glenside, for doing that.
13: And I, I believe they also helped with the uh, the Rainbow Fest. Some of the Rainbow well.
0: Fest, too. The, yeah, for that. right? Yeah. Um, there, are so, there are too many members to count and recognize, but let's just start with some of the ones that we see on a fairly regular basis, like some of the officers right now. The current officers are Eric Canales, President, John Mark Mobley, Vice President, Brian Gower's Treasurer, Rich Baer, Secretary, Tony Pedraza as the Director, Salvador Garcia for many years along with John Mark have been handling the newsletter, which I have just recently picked up. Uh, Chris Hawks from Hawksoft is there Randy Weavers, the uh, internet guy who does the Tandy List and a lot of other things we got Brian the Music Man Shubring with us on the panel and Bob Swoger the grandfather of Logical these are not all the members but some of the ones I could actually find pictures for on the internets so uh, thank you Glenside for all you have done and all you continue to do um, here, here uh, we, we live in a time now where there are multiple sources of broadcast media for the color computer. Who would have thunk it, right? So four years ago, we got mm. the Coco Crew podcast. Two years ago, we had Coco talk hit the scene. This year, we've got the Coco show and we've also got on Roku a Coco TV channel. So there is content out there for community members to consume. Please consume responsibly. Um, and hopefully we're addressing uh, those needs and providing some value. And I want to say thank you to everyone who gets together to create all of this great stuff for us. Um, we're just about ready for our own cable channel. Yeah, yeah. It's, and and it, I, just, I was looking at the years. So 2015 was Coco Crew. 2017... Um, is uh, Cocoa Talk 2019 is a Cocoa show. So in 2021, we are due for another podcast. Seems like about every two years, a new podcast will hit the scene.
13: Yeah, that'll be so. running Dynacalc spreadsheets. That one,
0: I think. <laughs> so, um, so I want to thank you. Thanks to all the folks who work hard to bring content together for the community to consume. Uh, another great resource for our book has been this book here, the, our Bible. If we had a Bible, this would be it, right? So The Colorful History of Tandy's Underdog Computer. If you have not grabbed this book, grab yourself a copy wherever books can be grabbed. Brought to us by our own Boise Pete and Bill the Judas. Yeah, most of us here, we've probably read the Cocoa book, right? At least once? Yep. Yeah. Right? Great. Excellent resource. Excellent resource. Excellent resource. Very well done. So I got mine signed by Boise. Oh, yeah. I, I just got things. to chase down Bill. <laughs> <laughs> um, And I've also created this little category here that I call community services because there are certain things that are have become kind of staples to our community. So we want to make sure we recognize some of those. First and foremost would be the color computer mailing list. Most of you have seen the list or heard of the list or been on the list and possibly still read the list. So Dennis Bathory Kitts is the one who brought us that. There's a long link to that, but it's out there. Uh, there's also, you know, if you can remember, I'm a coconut You can get to it that way. Who's hell is heavy breathing right now? Anyone? <laughs> Anyone? All right, everybody, just hold your breath for the next forty-five minutes, will you?
7: Okay. <laughs> so we have the, probably
0: one of the longest-lasting uh, resources to the community has been the Cocoa mailing list, and how about the Color Computer Facebook group? Uh, I did. I didn't know who created the group, but I think it was Brian Palmer. Bryza said last night it was actually created by Derek Snyder, who I don't actually know. Um, but I checked the group this morning. We are at 2,900 members. We're just shy of 3,000 members in the Coco Facebook group. That's impressive, you know? So That's pretty good. Another one of our community services, the Color Computer Archive, an incredible community service, right? Brought to us by Guillaume Major, right? So you know about that site. If you don't, now you do. Um, ColorComputerArchive.com, all kinds of great resources there. Uh, projects continue. We've got lots of documents and magazines and books continue to get scanned and uploaded. Um, every time you log in, you'll see what's new there. Check that out. Um, L. Curtis Boyle has had a website that's been a great resource for quite some time, right? So the uh, Color Computer Games List website, right? So if you want to find out about some Cocoa games, see some screenshots, find out some facts about them. And 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 Curtis has been keeping it real with the retro look of this web page here, right? None of those yep. fancy colors or fonts or anything like that. So <laughs> I set it up back in the day, in the
13: '90s, so that it would actually run on links because you could yeah. actually log into uh, the internet using a Cocoa back in that time using the Lynx browser. So
3: that's cool. That's we cool. can see Stevie's priorities too. He goes to the Tandy Color Computer list quite often.
0: He's never been to <laughs> you urban in that What is that Nitrous Nine you speak of? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, and we've got some vendors in the color computer community, right? We've got uh, some folks and some companies that bring us some products So brought to you in alphabetical order. Uh, we've got our boy Son Technologies, our very own Richard Lorbieski, who does repairs and upgrades. He's got a Coco3 512 upgrade called the Boomerang. Paragon joystick adapter. has got a 2-meg upgrade. Triad 1-megabyte hack that you guys were talking about a week or so ago that, that I think Paul Barton had done. Um, a Guardian Shield buffer board. He also says he provides dumpster fire management. So that's another great service that, that Richard has been doing through the community. And you can check him out at boysontech.com. Cloud9 Technologies. probably one of the original uh, companies since, the you know, post-Rainbow. Well, there were a lot of companies in the days of the rainbow, but... In the aftermath of the rainbow, cloud nine has been here for gosh, well over 20 years, right? So, uh, yep, the 90s. I'll, yeah. From the 90s. So all your repairs and upgrades, he sells refurbished Cocos and quality condition. You got all kinds of adapters. So the list goes on and on. For those of you not familiar with cloud nine, they're, you know, they've been around forever and their website is cloud, the number nine tech.com. You can get CPUs, you can get protectors, memory upgrades, all kinds of cables. Um, you name it. It's and there. drive
13: wire cables, all kinds of stuff. there. Yep,
0: yep, yep. Uh, our very own Coco Man, uh, Jason Reichert, has got his own website, CocoMan.biz, where you can get yourself a switcheroo, a Wallaby cable, a Joey controller. And I, I was looking for the Kookaburra. I didn't see the Kookaburra on there. I would have screen grabbed that too. <laughs> yeah, the Kookaburra needs to be added to the site. But present, I'm here. All right, Jason is here. So, uh, CocoMan.biz, <laughs> another one of our vendors out there. Uh, Brendan Donahue and the Cocoa VGA project. Very cool thing, right? Clean VGA output. You saw, uh, we saw John Lowry installing his today, right? So check that out at cocoaVGA.com. Uh, Carlos Camacho has the color computer store. He's got RAM badges. He's got souvenirs that he brings to Cocoa Fest, like, uh, Motorola souvenirs, Cocoa souvenirs. Uh, Car- uh Carlos also does a lot of scanning. He scans and he finds a lot of obscure, um, Magazines and, and news articles and things like that. So, uh, Carlos Camacho out there, colorcomputerstore.com. Jim Brain and Retro Innovations, right? He's got the Coco Flash, dual uh, processor uh, doohickeys, uh, cartridge extenders, cartridge cases, memory upgrades, extenders, and uh, new things that have yet to be conceived and invented. Yeah, his website is go the number four retro or store.go the number four retro.com. There's our Retro Innovations. Ed Snyder and the Zipster Zone. Too many products to mention, but we'll mention some of the ones that we are probably the most fond of, like the Coco SDC, the Mini Bustache. MPI, the Mega Mini MPI, the Coco Mac Keyboard, mm-hmm. the MCX128, the Gimme X. He's responsible for part of the Coco VGA and the Coco F, uh, Coco 3 FPGA and more. So check out Ed Snyder at thezipsterzone.com. So those are some of our vendors that and I I, I consider these guys vendors because that's the primary thing they do is they make and sell specific things. They're not um, all over the place with that. How about some special recognitions? This would be our very own Asmanoff Awards, if we will, since Diego is here. He was hoping he would appreciate that. So uh, we want to give some special recognitions. How about to the king of all Coco Media? I came up with this title all by myself, but I've decided to <laughs> nominate DeBruce. DeBruce Moore, as the king of all Coco Media, he's brought us so much content. He's, he's responsible for our Coco Talk theme song, the Ease of Use Nick Marionettes commercial, um, Stuck in the Elevator song, The Answer. He's Canadian and so much more uh, that we want to recognize about De DeBruce. You know, so here are some of his projects, right? Like your Forest of Doom, which was mixed media, right? It's a game, it's a book, it's music, right? Now, how much would you pay? Uh, Coco Forever, mixed media, <laughs> it's audio content, it's uh, electronic document content, it's um, video content. content, software content, mixed media. Joey it's and Coco, digital comic strip, system hacked is an e book. Right? So uh, definitely, I think the king of, Cocoa, king of all Cocoa Media, that title should go to De Bruce Moore. Is he with us or did we, did we lose him? Did he get deported? I'm not sure. And he makes awesome uh, sound bites too. He does make awesome little sound bites for us too. Uh, the best community mullet goes to Al Curtis Boyle. <laughs> Thanks for digging up that picture. <laughs> uh, Look at that hair, right? That hair deserves... I wasn't even <laughs> sober in this shot either.
7: So. <laughs> no kidding. Forgive <laughs> me. Uh,
0: so we have, uh, you know, he, he provides us the Coco List game site. He's responsible for the original Nitrous 9 and our new ease of use. He's giving us Cocoa three optimizations. He's Canadian. He no longer has a mullet, and he's sorry. I'm not is sorry this, about no this, longer having the mullet.
5: Is this the day? Is this a day pot became legal in Canada? Yeah. No, this,
13: there was no, there was no pot. Anything. This was all booze at that time. Uh, uh, so. When was that? <laughs> uh, this would have been <coughs> early, early 2000s, like 2002, 2003, somewhere around there. <laughs>
0: Excellent, excellent. Would have Ambassador it too, of goodwill, Simon Jonason. <laughs> All right, so Simon gives us mad demos. He helps the community. He's helped with Bouncy Ball and Timberman and Run Dino Run, and he did the Coco Fest demo. He's brought us the SG Edit utility and so much more. So we wanted to give a special shout out to Simon Jonasson He also amazing. wins for best facial expression.
7: <laughs> 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 uh,
0: uh, uh. Uh, Absolutely. Uh, I, I, I would be remiss without mentioning our, our resident artist, Joel M. Adams, who actually happens to be a product of Rick Adams as well, but uh, one of the many products that Rick Adams has produced. But Joel Adams is responsible for the artwork we have on our merchandise. So if you've got any of these logos on a t shirt, coffee mug, or mouse pad, you have Joel Adams to thank for that. So the Coco 3 artwork and the I'm a Coconut and the different Cocoa Talk logos. All of those things, responsible by Instagram artist, pixel art aficionado, Joel M. Adams. Thank you, Joel, for your talents. Um, Jim Gary is the MC10 ambassador. Right? Too many games and ports to count. He is an inspiration. He's the best thing that ever happened to the MC10. So, Agreed. <laughs> Thank you, Jim Gary. Um, here's a little section I put together that I'm calling some of our gaming gurus. So we got some, some of you guys here, here on the panel. So let's recognize some of those um, guys. Like, how about Chet Simpson? Chet, I, I found this. Like, I found this picture of you on your Facebook Whoa. profile, dude. What do you think of that one there, man? So Chet Simpson's uh-huh. currently giving us Digger Three, and he's been really helping out the community with uh, talking about coding. Chet's muted. Um, sharing <laughs> sharing his knowledge of the Force in sixty eight oh nine. You like that picture there, Chet?
9: Oh, yeah. I'm going to find you at Coco Fest.
1: <laughs> I I went to your Facebook Chet. page, man. I had to find something. So. <laughs> That's
9: Chet before he found marijuana.
7: <laughs>
3: uh, uh, um, Seriously? He looks
9: like I a actually, I, I actually have a funny story about those glasses. I'll tell you guys later.
7: <laughs> okay.
9: <laughs> looks like a hitman.
0: we got John Kowalski, our sock master, right? So he's brought us the Bouncing Ball demo, uh, Twilight Term, Donkey Kong, DK Remixed, D.K. Oh, Junior remix and many more. High so color two. What's that? High color two. High color two. It's too many, but this was mostly gaming related here. Uh, Nick Marionettes, oh. Nick Morentes, who has brought us Popstar Pilot and bringing us Gunstar and Waterfall and our Coco Three palette hacks and all of his blogs he's done for us and all the cool segments he's brought to Coco Talk and and he's here helping to make sure we get our Australian government tax breaks. So thank you for representing down under, <laughs> Nick Morentes. <laughs> Eat your Vegemite. We need We still need his, isn't it? <laughs> right. He makes our
1: show more professional.
0: He does. He brings the pro to professional show. So <laughs> thank
1: you and good night. He puts
0: up with our constant Australia
5: <laughs> jokes. All right.
0: uh, Rick Adams, thank you. You're too kind. He has brought us Temple of Rom, Shanghai, Bomb Squad, OmniStar, Temple of Rom 2, and he's just a great all around guy. So thank you, Rick, Yay, Rick. For, for gracing us with your graciousness. <laughs> he's holding up his little <laughs> number, <laughs> and some some guy called Steve Bjork, I think he's done a project. Can anybody he's name something Steve's done? I I was looking for anything he produced. I came up with something <laughs> called Audio Spectrum Analyzer, high res joystick interface. Did he do anything else? he <laughs> uh, <maybe, laughs> didn't. He, uh, <laughs>
1: didn't he that?
0: support that highway. <laughs> uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think so, <laughs> I think Steve did about two or three Coco games but uh, you'd have to really dig hard to find them um, but he did bring <laughs> us a great 6809 assembly language series to this program uh, he's been helping out Coco Talk and he's been a great asset to the community so thank you Steve Bjork for all you have done for us much appreciated um, and then we got some people who uh, I broke down as being mostly known for their hardware so we would like to recognize some of our hardware folks um, uh, Darren Atkins, uh, if you if you own a Coco SDC, and currently there's about 700 people who do, the Coco SDC was actually designed by Darren Atkins. Ed Snyder is now the producer of that, but Darren's the guy who made it. Darren also uh, created the MCX 128. Uh, Gary Becker awesome um, has uh, created the Coco 3 FPGA, and is uh, working with Ed on the Gimme X. I believe he's on the show with us right now. Paul T. Barton is Paul still here? Yeah, Yep. yeah. So Paul, I, I don't even know everything you've done, Paul, but I, I just put down a few like your no can 8 meg memory. You got repacks, you got IDE stuff and you've got amazing wire colors as I, I put you down for too. So um, <laughs> he's holding something up that nobody else can see. <laughs> Here's a cool piece of artwork that Ron Delvaux provided for us here. The Cocoa Wizard, Barton Laboratories, Paul T. Barton. So this artwork is
1: courtesy of Ron
8: Del Yeah,
1: that's the uh, 64 megabyte
9: upgrade. Holy
8: crap.
9: <laughs> what I slicker. did was I actually cut out a piece of a motherboard, as you can see that green edge under yeah. the memory. Yeah. And rewired that portion and then plugged it into a no can.
0: Oh my God. And you turn it on and your lights go dim, right? And uh, they got <laughs> No, it was a repack. <laughs> That's insane. That's really cool. So and thank you, yeah, Ron, for that work.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: Uh, more artwork. Ron Del Vaux wants to remind you that it, we, we appreciate the uh, members of our dragon community who who join us on Coco Talk. Ben Drakes is out there. Yay. Uh, everybody else. So thank you to our UK brethren. Um, and hey... Cocoa Talk, we also appreciate the MC-10, so we'll make sure that we give proper recognition where it's due. Let's refrain from all other non-flattering comments about the MC-10. That
8: <laughs> was my first
0: machine. For at least the
8: next 20
11: seconds.
0: <laughs> <laughs> now, now, we got a lot of folks making software. This is where it gets to the point where there's so many people doing so many things. If I had to remember them all and if I needed to put a, a picture of every person, my head would explode, so we'll try to... Um, <laughs> capture some of these. I tried to break them into groups. So we've got some folks who are focusing on the operating system and stuff like that. So in the, in the realm of OS9, Ease of Use, Fusix and Yados, we've got folks like Bill Pierce. Bill Pierce, Bill Noble, Curtis Boyle, Barry Nelson, James Jones, Wayne Campbell, Eric Critchlow, Word, uh, Lord Dragon are all our OS9 guys. Brett Gordon has brought us Fusix and, and Yados. So these are some of our kind of OS9 champions who are still working on that system for us. We've got a bunch of folks who have been working on ports and transcodes. So Evan Wright has brought us uh, Hunt the Wumpus. He's working on some other stuff. Glenn Hewlett brought us Pac-Man. John Kowalski brought us uh, Donkey Kong, DK Remix. Mark McDougall's brought did a bunch of stuff for the Coco 3. One of the most recent ones was Night Lore, but he did Asteroids. He's done Space Invaders, too, in common. Load Runner from the Apple II. Load Runner two. from the Apple II. Paul Shoemaker's working on the uh, Oregon Trail port right now. We got a lot of people helping in the world of development and tools and emulators. So if you've used LW Tools or LW Asm, you can thank William Astle for that. LW stands for Lost Wizard, which uh, he derived from Dungeons of Daggerath which is he's also responsible for bringing Dungeons of Daggerath, getting that decompiled and, and and commented and figuring out the source code and the compression algorithms and all that kind of stuff. And he brought us a really cool disc version of Daggerath. So thank you, William, for all you've done. Paul Fiscarelli has created the Long Branch Never series. Paul also did Run Dino Run, a new game. Serrat has given us the CMOC system. Also responsible for a lot of the uh, AGD ports. Uh, Karen Anscom brought us x the Dragon and Coco emulator. Thank you. Walter Zambotti's, uh blazing the trail with uh, OVCC. Bill Pierce has been keeping the flame alive with VCC. Tim Lindner has been our on-the-ground guy who's working in the MAME project, the MAME and MESS project. Tim also uh, brought the uh, Cocoa um, Speech Sound Pack emulation to MAME. Ron Klein's been spearheading the Cocoa Pi Raspberry Pi 3 project. A lot of people working on games. I didn't catch them all, but we tried to get some. Craig Stewart, Davey Mitchell, Diego Barrizo. Erico Montero, Eric Gaverluck, James Differdaffer, Jim Gary, Ken Reichert, Lee Patterson, Lord Dragon, Matchy, Michael Furman, Paul Fiscarelli, Paul Shoemaker, Paul Thayer, Richard Cavell, Richard Kelly, Todd Wallace, Trey Tomes, which we talked about in the news, Ben Drakes, many, many, many more. There's so many people just dropping out um, software all the time. It's really hard to keep up with all the software people and all the software projects, but we're trying to say thank you to you guys who have done that. Thank you all. Did I miss anything? Anything coming to mind right now before we move on, guys? We good?
13: Yeah, but as you said, there's just too many to, yeah, to list. Yeah, there's yeah, just yeah. tons. Of
0: stuff. Um, and then there are some people who do so many things that it was hard to call them software people or hardware people. So I'm putting them in a category I call projects. So if you're multi talented, you are now going to be featured in the project category. In our project categories, there's lots of people here, too. But Chris Burke is working on RGB hardware, the Microware Code Preservation Project and OS9 stuff. David Ladd has brought us a PS2 mouse adapter, ease-of-use optimizations, a BMP-to-Bin converter, and the Grease Weasel. David O'Connor has got his website, CocoTweaks.com, where he's working on Coco Music. He he loves analog sense and solar power, so we got that going for us there. <laughs> David <O'Connor. laughs> Grant Leedy has uh, helped us out with Coco Talk. He has done some of the beta testing for ease of use. He is also fond of elevator repairs, root beer dispensing, and live streaming. So thank you. <laughs> A lot of in jokes there for the longtime <laughs> listeners. <laughs> thank you, Grant Leedy. John W. Linville has brought us the Coco Crew Podcast, Farfall, the Game Master Cartridge, sort Sega Joypad Adapters, and, and many more. John Strong has 3D printed cases for just about everything. Custom controllers, all kinds of software and development tools. Mike Rowan, a.k.a. Myro, has brought all the bonus content and entertainment value to the Coco Crew Podcast. He sells RAM badges, he's got project boards, uh, cartridge cases, all kinds of cool stuff there. Neil Blanchard, also a member of the Coco Crew, he produces the cartridges, and he also also provides cheap Canadian labor, so thank you, Neil. Yeah, don't forget, there. Neil. <laughs> Neil also <laughs> does the bulletin board. The bulletin board. That's right. Um, the uh, um, internal affairs BBS. Thank you, right. Ron Dalbo. Mm-hmm. Thank you, Neil Blanchard. We have Rob Inman, who's uh, been co-hosting and co-streaming Cocoa Talks. He's created all kinds of video segments for us and commercials. He's helping out with the EOU project. He's passionate about MIDI. Um, Roger Taylor has brought us all kinds of stuff like the Matchbox Cocoa, the Mr. Cocoa, Cocoa TV, Netmate, Phoenix IDE, and so many more things that we have to thank Roger for. Ron Klein, member of the Cocoa uh, crew, Cocoa Pie 3 project. He's our kind of one of our main uh, gurus and um, and kind of an ambassador helping people out learning how to use MAME and set up their Cocoa Pies and getting the emulators working so thank you Ron Klein all around nice guy yeah, all around nice guy and then we got Ron Delvo. Ron Delvo has done so many things that we just dedicated a whole page to him courtesy of, <laughs> of his artwork Here, these have all been Cocoa <laughs> uh, uh, image converted too right with the I think stuff. he has the world
13: record of the most cocoa-related pages created on Facebook. So
0: Ron gives us Ron yep. Garage. He's got a <laughs> website called Show Us Your Tandy. Uh, this is a group called Show Us Your Tandy Cocoa Pie Group, the OS9 Group, the Color Computer Three Photo Gallery. So Ron is just an all-around great guy, artistic guy. Bring he brings he brings the uh, the joy to the hobby. Thank you, Ron.
13: He's also one of our main uh, user perspectives too. Like a lot of us are programmers or hardware designers, stuff like that. And and Ron doesn't do too much of that, but he's he's got an enthusiasm and he's he's got, you know, from the user perspective, what we should do, you know, look right. for in programs and stuff too, which
3: is invaluable. He also has recruited a lot of uh, interviewees uh yes, for us. Uh, he's for been doctors. our Ooh. kind of our PR agent. Yeah, Oh, yeah. excellent there. He's yeah, had a boy, few lunches. I, I
1: have a little square here now.
3: <laughs> <laughs> Feels
7: good.
0: <laughs> thanks for all you do, Ron Delveaux. Thanks. Yeah, um, well, thanks, Ron. And then we have, uh, more projects. So Boise Pete, member of the Cocoa crew, he did the Rainbow Magazine Preservation Project. Uh, he, he hosts the Coco Call to Papers at Cocoa Fest and obviously brought us the Underdog book. Scott Kelly, um, helped out with the Cocoa Rainbow, with the Rainbow Arch- uh, project. He said he's done some 3D printed buttons. Facebook ambassador. He helps out people on Facebook. Sheldon McDonald has done custom joysticks, and he's done some cool music stuff using the GMC and the PSG and all kinds of other stuff like that. So thank you for all you do, Sheldon, man of many talents. Ben Drakes uh, from Explorer VR. He's taken old Dragon and Coco games and playing them in virtual reality. I mean, what's cooler than that? And now he's also writing new games. Uh, Terry Steggy. Uh, has got a couple of websites, the Tandy Shack, and he's now like our Tandy Data Products TDP 100 ambassador. So he's got a website and Facebook group for that. He's helped out with the Glenside uh, newsletter uh, scanning and archiving project. He's taken a bunch of back issues going back to 1985 there, helping us get those digitized tim linder as i mentioned before he's like our guy who's part of the MAME dev team he brought us the speech sound pack to MAME. he created the rom pack reproduction boxes that i saw a couple of years ago coco fest very high quality silver cases so if you got an old cartridge in a crappy box you can get a brand new nice perfectly good box and if you, you guys remember the big dino wars backdrop that was at tandy assembly this year in coco fest he did that too so Tim it, does. Is, he's also is, got
13: is, some excellent web pages too, where he's got, you know, details in Diagraph, and he's got how to build the Dicom uh, light phaser adapter and all
8: kinds of other things, too. Yeah, so. yeah. Well, isn't he the one that was playing Daggerith? like Yeah, the, like that idiot, idiot in the book. book. Yeah.
7: <laughs>
0: yeah, so thanks, Tim, for all your many projects. Yeah. Um, we also, now we're going to talk about just our community members in general. And there are so many, again, we can't, we can't get everybody, but how about we talk about Al Hartman for his wisdom, knowledge, experience, and being from Jersey and Alexander Wallace, uh, Viva La Mexico and supporting the community and Alan Huffman from Microware sub Ether Software and for making, helping keep Glenside financially stocked through all your auctioning, um, Antonio Jimenez with his SD pack and all his enthusiasm to support Ashley Whitney on Facebook. Now she's been posting a lot of stuff out there. Uh, Barry Nelson for having a parrot for, um, uh, for the original RGB to scart design and for a lot of Mac Mame stuff that he does just to name a few. And, uh, to bell brain daughter of Jim brain for her amazing baking, her jewelry and being nothing like Jim. Uh, <laughs> great food. Yes.
5: Including the spelling of her last name. Apparently.
0: Yes. Well, <laughs> <laughs> yes. And, and and yes. And uh, Ben Drake's for his Explorer VR and his new dragon games, Bill the Judas for his armchair arcade and helping with the Cocoa book. Brian Palmer, being a Facebook admin, being Australian, and always being politically correct. A little inside humor there. Uh, Brian Joyce from (laughs) Extructus Productions. It's great cocoa content. He's given us the What Did David Ladd Break and the uh, Floppy Life David Ladd Story and so many others. He's also an Australian. Brian Weasler for collecting amazing things that makes us all jealous and for... Chad Cunnington, he's Australian, he's Nick's neighbor, he's a coconut. Fedor Stamen, who's Simon's neighbor, he's in Denmark, he's our European ambassador. Uh, Gene Haskett, uh, living encyclopedia of cocoa information, always willing to share. Henry Wrightveld has amazing cocoa projects that he shares on YouTube and on the mailing list. Hugo Defort for speaking French, for making cool graphics yeah. and cool demo programs <laughs> on the cocoa. James Jones for being part of Microware and being an OS9 advocate and for watching Cocoa Talk. We're sorry. Uh, <laughs> Jason Downs being a great community member. Joe Burnett, who brought us Radio Shack, right? He brought us to Radio Shack. John Lowry. John Lowry is the hardware mentor to Ed Snyder and he works for Apple. So. he's <laughs> a nice guy. <laughs> that is a nice guy, right? Luciano Scharf is uh, keeping the Brazilian Cocoa clones alive. That's our Brazilian. Uh, uh, contingent there mark bosley backup streamer hardware hacker and he tolerates us thank you mark uh, mark d overholzer <laughs> for being a coco talk producer and apple guy nick morota nick morota nick morota for his ukulele and for coco 2 forever right
1: Coco two is all you need coco 2 is all you need and he's sharp <laughs> <in> the brain <laughs> yes. he can come up with quick, real quickies Well
0: uh, <laughs> oh, thank you ron <laughs> you
1: you're good Pitfall
0: Jerry brought us some MC10 live streaming. He he's, he doesn't live stream like Grant Leedy, though, thankfully. Uh, Richard Cavell has brought us Coco <laughs> and Dragon programming projects. Ken Reichard, being the brother of Jason Reichard, also bringing us Nutroid and Nightmare Highway. Samuel Guynes for Nightmare Highway. Thank you. Nightmare
1: <laughs> Highway.
0: <laughs> Samuel Guynes for Coco Thoughts. <laughs> uh, Stevie Stro for YouTube content, Coco Talk, and Rage Quitting. Terry Steen, best known for hitting <laughs> furniture, inspiring Nightmare Highway, and Balloon Fire. <laughs> uh,
7: <laughs> Nightmare <laughs>
0: Highway. Yes. Tom C. from Jersey, and he tolerates us guys, right? Uh, Tony Capolini. He's a community <laughs> champion. He's our West Coast guy. Wayne Aaron does all kinds of cool YouTube stuff, and he did that cool demo, of the Coco 3 versus the MC10. So that was our community stuff. I want to take a moment here. Right, you didn't did mention patrons. the
1: Cocoa Chicks. The Cocoa Chicks. Who are the Cocoa
0: Chicks? <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> now you remember, right? Right, yes. Uh- um, uh, thank you to our patrons who support the show. Al Hartman, Alan Huffman, Blair Ledoux, Brendan Donahue, Brian Joyce, Brian Weasler, Christina Armstrong, DeBruce Moore, Davey Mitchell, Diego, Disney Saints fan, Eric Canales, Fedor Stamen, Grant Leedy, Jason Downs, Ken Reichert, Kyle Etter, Malfunct, Paul Fiscarelli, Paul Shoemaker, Richard Lorbieski, Rob Eanman, Steve Bjork, Terry Steen, the Backyard Shed Gang, Tom C, Tom S. Those are some of our patrons. Um, I want to thank the cast and crew of the Cocoa Talk show, which would be uh, not not including but not limited to Curtis Boyle, David Ladd, Mark Overholzer, Grand Leedy, Bruce Moore, Nick Morentes, Ron Vo. Rick Adams, Jason Reichert, Richard Lorbieski, Jim Brain, Tom C., Rob Inman, Mark Bosley, Brian Joyce, Ken Reichert, David O'Connor, Brian Weasler, Terry Steggy, Nick Morota, Nick Morota, Nick Morota, John Strong, and many, many more, (laughs) especially to Steve Bjork for his production suggestions, making sure we stay on target, and to James Diffendaffer for Making My Head Explode.
8: I like we're l- wrapping
0: up the show. That's it. Yeah, and
8: so last good night, everybody.
7: <laughs> <For the> <laughs> last, <laughs>
5: but
0: certainly not least, we want to say thank you to all of those out there who watched the show, listened to the show, and just uh, are Steve, part of our Steve. You weren't in there. I was. I was
5: in there. He was. Yeah.
1: But you did really there. well. <laughs> Yeah.
5: Thank you, Stevie, for your gameplay videos, which is why I'm here in the first place, great. and for the community that you've you've helped build here, and for including us in your show, and just being an all-around great guy
0: ah, and setting the bar so low. Yeah, yeah, yeah
1: absolutely. <laughs> uh, who else's head would explode on a show? Yeah. Who knows?
0: <laughs> who knows? So I know I, I I we we I'm sure we covered a lot, and it took a while to get there, but I'm pretty sure we didn't. Um, you know, we, we didn't do it enough justice. There's this there's too many things to to be thankful for. But hopefully we did a halfway decent job here.
3: Uh, Who's responsible for the dubster fire?
7: <laughs> <laughs>
0: well, Richard <laughs> Lorbieski. Richard, Richard Lorbieski. Yeah. Yes.
3: Yeah. He's troll number Somebody one. He's, so-
1: you, no doubt. <laughs> He's keeping the flame alive. When keeping it gets the- too low, he adds more gasoline
5: he's also got excellent people skills absolutely absolutely but yeah
0: so everybody who comes out every week and watches the show and um, listens to the show and is part of the live experience or part of the replays uh thank you you're too kind all right um, all right, so uh, Ben Drake says, Lovely presentation, guys. Humbled to get a mentioned alongside such giants. When you, we have giants like Nick Marota, we all are in the shadow of that. So. <laughs> 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 uh, uh, why don't we take another commercial break, and then we'll be back with our next segment, which I'm not even sure what our next segment. Is it a Game On segment, L. Curtis? <laughs>
13: Oh, we can do that or we can also do the little discussion on the uh the SCART stuff that uh Roshi sure. was in the chat. Actually was the one that in particular was asking okay. about
0: it earlier. So we can do that. All right. So we have we have our choices of commercials right now. We can do a nightmare highway commercial. We could do a switcheroo commercial with Coco Three and the big plans. We can do the shortwave commercial. Um we can do the OS nine forever. I think we should do OS nine in honor of yeah, Nick do Marionettes. The, do you have the David Ladd one? The floppy. I do. I do. You want to see the David Ladd story? I'll throw that in there at some point. Okay, that also includes Coco Dew. So we'll oh, start oh. off with a little Coco do, and then we'll get oh, a Oh bonus coverage. Life. There we go. All right, so it's time to pot rondelvo. <laughs> you you may go go to the bathroom. bathroom bath. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
5: You are watching Coco Talk, the world's leading weekly video podcast featuring a candy colored computer. We spread the love to the past, present, and future for all models, including the original color computer, the Coco 3, and the world-renowned exclusive French computer, Coco 2,
3: the Radio Shack. Coco 2, c'est le coq champion, des micros et d'un le pion. Pour le jeu, il n'y a pas de les études, c'est pas bizarre. L'expansion,
12: il est en train de
7: les commandes, tu prend le froid. Notre coco est bon, madame. Pour tes cours, c'est bien serviable. Coco 2 de Radio Chanton, on appelle les brins
16: de sac. Un ordinateur couleur qui a de la personnalité. Le Coco 2 de Radio Sac. On solde pour Noël à partir de 149,95. Coco 2 de
7: Radio Champion, on appelle les brins de sac, c'est moi, et Coco 2.
17: And now, Coco Thoughts by Samuel Gimes. If you're using your color computer in Quebec and it stops working, is it now a Coco won't do?
12: Eight slot MPI, floppy drive, Coco SDC, sound speech pack, Orchestra 90, RS 232 pack, modem pack, Super IDE. You start adding all those together if you want them all usable at the same time. Well, guess what? You just went over the four slot MPI.
13: Of the uh, Cocoa Tech
9: crew of people,
13: and a lot of us are here down at the Cocoa Fest having a great time. It's the second day, and we're just about done, so you guys have to come out next year.
18: All situations depicted in this trailer actually happened. This true story has been anonymized to protect the guilty. In the dead of winter, a group of bored teenagers blew stuff up, learned code cracking, learned phone freaking, hijacked and hacked. No system was safe, no one could catch them, or so they thought. Story at the dawn of the internet. System hacked.
0: And we are back now. Has Simon joined us? Is Simon going to join us? Does anybody know? Is he going to be able to join us in person? I do have a new, a brand new demo for the Coco VGA. Uh, by our own madman Simon Johnson that we will air in premiere live on the show but I, I we'll give him time to I've see see seen no join. sign of him
1: okay no. well that's he, fine he was it early <laughs> he has he has to take care of his wife so it's okay
0: hard. okay it's,
1: it's probably pretty late there mm-hmm. too it's 5
0: hours ahead so it's 8:30 um he's in the well, UK, in UK and- time yeah. Well we'll we'll do the game Back. on segment to give him some time to see if he'll if he'll be able to join us. And if he can't, we'll we'll do an exclusive premiere of Simon will Text uh, Coco VGA demo. Curtis Boyle, are you ready for your game on segment?
13: Do you want to do that first or do you want to do the SCART uh, Oh the thing uh, first?
0: SCART discussion?
13: Yeah, since Roshi's actually in chat there. Um okay. Jason, if you want to explain exactly what it does, you know, what it does with composite, what it does with RGB and, and
8: Okay, what it does. Yes. Um let's see here. Uh, basically, what, what we're what we're doing here is we're taking the uh, we're taking the RGB signal from the Coco three, and uh, we're running it a we're uh, running it through a SCART converter a SCART cable here. Uh, it's all hooked up right now, but uh, and what we're doing is we're taking that RGB signal and we're feeding it into a converter. I have another one here, just like just like sort like so, and uh, you can go to an HDMI output. And uh what that's what that's what that's doing here is as I have up here is it's giving uh a signal on a uh this case a flat screen modern display. I'm also running a CMA, but that's a whole other issue. I have a Y cable on there, I call a wallaby. Uh, now the nice the nice thing about this is as, as most of us know, if you don't know, you know, the, there's the artifact color mode. In the color computer that was used for was used back in the color computer one and two days on your NTSC systems, and of course that doesn't work if you're in Europe or on a you know PAL system or anything other than NTSC. But it also doesn't work on RGB. And this is something I didn't know about until I got a cocoa three, and I I went I went and loaded one of my uh, favorite cocoa one and two games. I went ahead and loaded uh, Sailor Man, and I come to find I'm like, what happened to the color? It's all black and white now, so I—that's when I had to look into the whole thing there. And uh, you can see I'm so prepared here, but I, I had to go ahead and look into the whole thing of why am I not getting color on my, you know, brand new Coco three CM8? Why am I? Why am I not getting any color? And as you can see here, you can see on the um, on the Coke on the uh, on the CM8, it's black and white. I should be getting. Uh, Because you get the if the screen is red, hit the enter key. If the screen is red or blue, hit the clear key. Uh, And uh, of course, we don't have that here. Same up top there. Now, if I flip the toggle switch on the switcheroo, then what we're doing is now now we're feeding the um, the uh, SCART converter with the composite signal, and we can now get the uh, get the uh, the artifact colors and play these older games like um, like Sailor Man and everything. Now, granted you know I, I i will admit the the composite output on the coco 3 is not the best but it it's it's really darn convenient to have the have the toggle switch yeah and it's, be able it's to just good enough for the
0: games it's not good for text it, yeah but it's good I, enough I, for
8: games absolutely it, it's that that's what that's one thing i brought up many times like you know it's it's really just it's really just for for that and uh yeah other than that i would just uh go ahead and keep on with the uh I oh, don't see. I'm moving around. I must have unplugged it. Right, but uh, right, so. uh, you know, it, it's yeah, it's good enough for yeah, text. It looks terrible, but the the cocoa the cocoa three composite is generally terrible. Uh, I only recommend using the composite output for your, your your you know P mode for artifact color games like like Sailor Man or Zaxxon or you know you pick a, a ton of them. There's a ton of them out there. And right. you know you, you get the switcheroo, and you need a converter box, and you can get a conver- you know a SCART to HDMI converter box. Uh, I don't sell them. I have a list of suggested converters on my site, and uh, I do you know I, I do I even link have a link to an article of ones to avoid. You want to about the twenty? It's about thirty dollar thirty forty dollar range. I've I've gotten them as low as like the one I'm using right now is about was about twenty five dollars. I wouldn't go any lower than twenty five dollars. Twenty five oh. to forty is fine. Anything below that, you're going to get something that is not going to do RGB. I I have lost track of how many composite support. Yeah yeah, it won't do. They only do composite. I have gotten so many quote this doesn't work right. You know, I I'm having an issue, and I go, what did you get? And it's usually, it's usually one of those converters that uh, does not do RGB, and it just ignores that you can feed it RGB all day, and it just doesn't do anything.
13: But does this do anything with the uh, the actual RGB on the Coco Three as well?
8: Do anything in what way?
13: Like, do you? Can you plug in from the analog RGB on the bottom of the Coco Three as well, or is this strictly composite? No, no, no. This is not
8: strictly composite. No, this is not strictly composite. No, you're also plugging into the RGB port on the bottom of the Coco Three. And uh, so, you know, just like when I when you flip the toggle switch. Uh, back over to RGB mode, the converter now knows to look at the uh, RGB pins that's coming directly from the bottom of the Coco Three, and uh, and that's just a, and there's also a, a power supply you need. It's just a simple USB cable. Uh, that way, no matter where you are in the world, you know you can get an uh, you can get a uh, USB power supply. That way, I don't have to worry about any of the different voltage standards uh, throughout the world. But the basically what that toggle switch is doing, it's switching that voltage on and off because there is a particular pin, I believe it is pin 16 on the skirt connector, that it has to see a voltage between 1 and 3 volts to tell that converter box, you know, uh, look at the RGB pins instead of the composite pins. And uh, even, when, even if you're not going to use composite for some reason, you still need to be able to plug that composite cable into the composite jack on the back of the Coco3 because that's where... The um, the uh, SCART converter is looking for the video sync. So at that point, I figured, why not? You know, just have an option, make it easy to be able to switch to the composite signal for things like Sailor Man or um, any of those those type of games.
13: Okay, so if you're playing a Coco Three game and it's got an RGB mode, which generally looks better than composite anyway, you can actually run that through as well. Right. Right. Yeah. So you get your pre RGB colors, plus you get artifacting colors, all connected on the same, you know, HDMI through the converter type thing. Discard.
8: Right, and I, I guess that that's really the selling point is that you're getting you're getting all the RGB colors on on the on the Switcheroo, and the composite uh, P mode for for the Coco older one and Coco two games. It's just it's just kind of a bonus, really.
14: Yeah. Yeah. It, it's a RGB to HDMI converter too.
8: Yeah. Right, right. It's yeah, exactly. It's uh, there, it's it's feeding uh, it's yeah, it's converting either RGB or composite, depending on what you're telling it on pin sixteen. Which in this case is simplified by just flipping the toggle switch one way or the other.
5: Well, it's anything you can get a SCART adapter for, because I'm actually running on uh, not, what's that? Not comp the components. The high def analog with the five uh, inputs. Mm. So I'm running component on my TV. Looks fantastic.
8: Yeah, and I've had some folks over, I mean, uh, I've never mm-hmm. been able to test it, uh, you know, because SCART was a French standard for video, and pretty much all your analog videos on that port, it was started in France, it did make its way out into Europe, and I, I haven't had the chance to test that, but I have heard some for, from some folks in Europe that have bought it and said, it looks great, they've hooked it up to their SCART television without a converter, now again, if you're in Europe, unless you're unless you have an NTSC Coco 3 and a monitor that will handle NTSC, you won't get the artifact coloring for the old games, but you will get uh, a crisp RGB picture, you will get um, clear 80 column text. That's a big thing that does not look good on composite at all, is the eighty eighty column screen.
13: Yeah, but if you're using the RGB side of things, it looks just as good as an RGB monitor.
8: Yeah, if not. oh yeah, just it oh, it yeah. looks it looks just as good as the CMA. No, no, if not better, but, you know, just and uh, you see, I got you have all the levels, right? I have blue and different shades of blue I have that and it, it does uh, work rather well.
6: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Very crisp uh, output on HDMI. I mean, it's just.
0: Yeah. Solid, I was using perfect. it last night when we were playing Digger 3.
8: And it looked great. I, I did catch. Uh, I did catch part of that. Now I should mention, I mean, now you can, you know, like you can spend the 25 to Forty-some dollar range, US for a SCART, you know, scart to HDMI converter. Now there are some higher-end ones out there that uh, are even lower latency, and they're big in the retro gaming community. That you may spend upwards of two hundred dollars on. Now, or even higher, or even higher, absolutely. Yeah. I think the sky's mm-hmm. the limit on those. Now, once yeah. you get into those higher-end converters, I will warn you that they do not do—they do not do composite conversion. Uh, they'll still need the composite signal for the sync, but they will not do the uh, artifact gains. But I think at that point, the folks that are using those aren't interested in the artifact colors. And uh, but I have had a few had had a few people that have used those. And you know it's like it just doesn't do anything. On composite. It actually doesn't even look at pin 16. So it doesn't matter what the toggle switch does in that case. If you're using one of those super expensive converters
13: okay thank made. you very much jason and i just wanted to say uh to to roshi do you have any further questions just put them up in the chat
8: no yeah, uh, and uh I feel was just free, gonna, feel I was free gonna, to contact me at, uh, on my website cocoman.biz. i'd be more than happy to uh answer any any questions you may have anybody that
15: i was just going to chime in if i can yeah go ahead barry so yeah the the uh It's possible to get a sync signal from the RGB connector on the bottom. The sync pin, obviously it has a sync there, but the problem is that the levels on the sync are basically the wrong polarity and wrong voltage levels to go into the SCART system. And it just so happens that the the sync on the composite output is exactly correct for what the SCART wants. So it always pulls the sync signal from the composite using this cable. And uh, then the RGB signal uh, for the video is pulled from the pins on the bottom of the color computer. And oh, that,
13: That's uh, similar it, if you're hooking up like Atari and um, Amiga monitors and stuff, because some of those had different players and stuff. You had to do a little circuit to, to flip it around, if I remember. Yeah, the so a
15: similar, very similar circuit will work with an Atari or an Amiga uh, monitor. Um, it, it's Yeah, it's exactly the same principle. So... I mean, it would have been possible to, to take the sync pins on the, on the RGB connector and run it through electronics and, you know, synthesize a, a sync from that. But, you know, it's, it's just not, you know, you, you pull a composite video and it's got the sync right there and the, the converter ignores the, uh, the rest of the video on there when it's in RGB mode. So right. it works fine.
8: Right, because the color computer has the color computer three has uh, separated horizontal and vertical zinc, and just like you said, Barry, yeah, you could do it with circuitry, but in this case it's already there why why it? yeah yeah, why add more components
0: right and just so i 'll try to summarize the you know what our different output options were from the cocoa one, two and three, right, so your original cocoa one and two only had one output. it was the RF output, right, so that was a single RCA jack went to your TV gave you picture and sound, and that also gave us artifact colors, which most of our better arcade-style games used. The nice thing about the Coco 3 is it introduced a true RGB output, which is a standard generic RGB output, and Tandy released a rebranded Magnavox monitor they called the CM8, which was a nice RGB CRT. And on on the plus side, it was very sharp. Nice color. On the minus side, the art the CM8 did not give us the artifacting that we were used to on our television sets. Now, what Jason has done, and, and by the way, since Barry's here, Jason's design is based on Barry's original design. It's taking the RGB output from the bottom of the Cocoa 3, which is a standard, fairly standard analog RGB, and it's converting that to SCART, which is a, basically another form of a European RGB signal. SCART is basically analog HDMI is what it boils down to. It's an analog RGB with combined audio. Um, so he's converting Cocoa RGB to SCART RGB, and then you just need a SCART to HDMI converter box, which is a generic box. The, the benefit of that box is it's you can use it more than just a Cocoa, because there are a lot of adapter cables for a lot of other retro systems. So there's like a Super NES to SCART cable. There is a Sega Genesis to SCART cable. So there's a lot of other third party cables that will adapt the retro system to SCART, and so this one box becomes a universal SCART to HDMI adapter, and HDMI is what all of our newer modern displays have so um, that that converter box you have to buy, it's a necessary evil but it can become a multi-purpose evil if you've got other vintage systems you also want to upgrade to to HDMI on the plus side as well um, it has a, uh, it also the one I have has an, an HDMI input and a SCART input on the one side so you can actually use that to upscale certain things And and I'm using this as an example. I have a VGA to HDMI adapter. And it outputs a VGI signal. But that VGA signal... Um, sometimes VGA goes into modes that some TVs can't handle, like an 800 by 600 mode or other oddball modes. And so sometimes a, 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 a really dumb TV won't handle a, VGI, a VGA. on Too many damn abbreviations, right? So if you're trying to if you're trying to convert VGA to HDMI directly, there are some modes that VGA produces that HDMI TV can't accept. If you happen to pass that through this box, it will convert that to a fixed 720p or 1080p signal that all TVs will recognize. So that's a, an oddball application. But if you buy this box, you can get multiple uses out of it um, in some circumstances.
8: Cool. Yeah. Well um, said, Stevie.
0: All right. Um, all right. So are we going to go on to Game On? Sure. Let me find my window here. And we do have thank you to um, to Nick Morentes who brings the professional to professional show. We'll go ahead and do our little game on intro as Curtis gets himself ready, or not. There we go. All right, everybody, get ready for game on a segment where we talk about, of all things, gaming. Today, Curtis Boyle's got something special in store for us. Probably not his mullet. All right. Take it away, L. Curtis Boyle. Okay.
13: Now, first up, since we just were talking with Roshi about the uh, SCART converter and stuff here, is uh, the show that got him into the Coco game on. Um. They've been kind of busy doing uh, some Cocoa videos lately. So Aaron here, actually, one of the featured games here recently on their show was Buzzard Bait. So we decided to actually do a, a full playthrough, uh, just you know, generally playing the game, going through uh, how it compares, you know, with the arcade game, etc. Um, you can see the familiar artifacting red screen there.
0: Now is that on a Coco two or three? Do we know? Is that a switcher? I think or?
13: he's running this on the Coco three
0: with the switcher with composite. Yeah. Okay.
13: And go ahead.
0: <laughs> yep, buzzard bait, very familiar.
13: Yep, this is kind of funny too because he's one of the ones that prefers buzzard bait over lancer, and I think Stevie, both you and I prefer lancer just because the flight mechanics are a bit mm-hmm. better. So it, it's interesting. It'd be interesting to have people like Roshi, you know, after they try both of them, you know,
9: you know have a vote and see what. Yeah, and that
0: looks prefer. pretty clean. That that signal there looks pretty clean. Sorry, I'm Team Buzzard Bait.
7: Yeah,
9: <laughs> yeah Buzzard Bait's good. It's awesome. On. Team Buzzard Bait. yep that's a pretty, yep. that's a pretty <laughs> team clear buzzard signal
5: a clear T-shirt.
13: Well, let me tell you why you guys are wrong, but <laughs> Cool. Anyway, it's it's a pretty it's a pretty fun gameplay video. It's so. uh
0: and it does have all minutes. the other benefits. It does have the egg wave and the survival wave and the um team wave. Yeah, no, both, they're, they're both code pretty code good
13: code. clones. I mean, it's are yeah. not going to go wrong with either. In
0: mm-hmm. this
5: video, again, Aaron started off by saying it was missing the egg wave, but then if he not, hit the egg wave. Yeah. <laughs> but then he hit yeah. it and he goes, oh, it does have the egg wave. Yeah, I oh, well. yeah. Yeah. So, yeah,
13: probably forgot which level, like which screen it's on. It's missing the
8: microwave, I believe.
0: Good <laughs> <laughs> thing you still have your short wave.
8: That big egg comes out <laughs> of that okay, bird. So
0: he's, and he's saying, I have the cocoa running into a VCR with S-video out to condition the signal so I can capture it on a PC. Oh, that's uh, an interesting solution. <laughs> Ken Rickard says, Lancer fans get the one-finger wave.
1: <laughs> one <laughs> yeah, the sword. thumbs up one
0: finger, yeah, that's what we're
3: talking up. about. All right. we, should, no. we should tell Aaron about uh, Zipster's adapter go from to s that.
0: Yeah. No, but they had that, pic- that picture is really clear i are going to throw down yeah. one of these weeks. <laughs> and who, who's who's video this is this now? This
5: Donald. is another Aaron
13: one now on their ARG presents, which does uh, specific topics. Him and his brother actually do it, and it's usually topics. Lately have been you know some obscure computer system that you know nobody's ever heard of, type of thing. But this last one they did Educanement, which is basically educational games.
7: Mm-hmm.
13: And uh, Aaron actually picked a, a Coco game, a Coco version of a game. It's actually cross platform, and it's Donald Duck's playground. And of course, I had to pause here just because it's, it's OS 9. So I'm you know, to push that
0: um, <coughs> I've seen the recall. This one had some pretty good artifact um, dithering and stuff, right? But some of the yeah, dis- Disney decent, ones. As you did.
1: can see here. Yeah.
13: The cross hatching and stuff to kind of give you the, of the mm-hmm. other colors.
1: How many colors can you get total with dithering?
0: A good six to nine, probably.
13: Yeah, I mean, you can get yellows and purples, and like if you look at sands of Egypt, that's a good example of it. Uh, to preserve Quantic is another good one. Hmm. Um, but yeah, the, the game's pretty primitive, and it was it was funny watching the review because there was some pretty scathing parts of this. If, if I remember correctly, the box says this is recommended for like seven to ten year olds, and, and okay, they basically agreed that no, this is probably more for like four and five year olds, oh, except okay. maybe the money part of it. Okay, but. Uh, Anyway, you can watch the ARG Presents that actually uh, reviewed the two games. They did another one. I think it was called uh, Number Muncher was the second game that they picked for the Educatement one. Um, but they like, happened to pick the Cocoa version of this. I mean, this is also on the Commodore and the mm. PC and a bunch of others too.
0: So. How long do I want to work? One minute? Wow, it's a millennial here.
14: <laughs> <laughs>
13: good their attention span, I guess.
14: Yeah. It's good that Donald Duck suits the artifact colors too. Yeah. Was yeah.
13: Yeah, it does work out quite well for him. And then, speaking of the educainment uh, episode, this is it here. I don't know if you guys have watched this show. It's it's not specifically cocoa related. It's all retro.
0: That's a cool. A cool intro. That's a cool intro graphic there. Yeah.
13: And there's the two brothers there. So, which we'll be interviewing both of them and John Boat Schaller uh, next week. So, you know, guys, pop by for that and ask them any questions you want. Very cool. I like the fact here. Brent's trying to look all smart, like a teacher or something.
0: Yeah. <laughs> Good use of uh, green screen technology there. Yeah. Oh, what is this like so, a freaking Scrabble Tetris? <laughs> well, they kind of
13: went through some other just general like quick, quick, quick picks type thing of some educational games, and then they get into the two main ones. So this is part of the Number Muncher. So they okay. kind of go through that one for a bit, and then of course they
0: do the uh, Donald Duck's playground. And are these live or are these pre-recorded?
13: Uh, you can catch them live on their Twitch page, uh, as far as YouTube goes, because they've been put in YouTube jail for reasons that we've also hit at times. Um, I've never been put in
0: YouTube jail, though. What is YouTube jail? <laughs> <laughs> you know where I mean, stuff I, gets pulled on you? Uh, no, well, well, one video got pulled, yeah, the one with uh, the, the cowbell. Yeah. Yeah.
13: Okay. So, basically, they record them live on Twitch. Okay. And the, I think r e h g is normally, like, really early in the morning on Sundays, <laughs> If you want to catch that one live, and then they release the you know clipped out little bit of okay. the preamble and stuff, taken. Gotcha.
0: The- oh, that's neat how you can move a ladder around and stuff. Yeah. And this is also on the Coco. I'm taking from the artifact. Yeah, this, this is the at? same
13: game actually. He did the play. Oh, the one.
0: Donald Duck's one. Okay.
7: Yeah. So, so, so it's kind of like room. a lot
0: of different mini games in that Donald Duck thing, huh? Yeah, there is.
13: Okay. I think at least four or five. There's like a train track one in the ladder. Oh, one where was their nudity? <laughs>
0: Well, what? Donald Duck's not wearing any pants. Yeah, Donald Duck's is not wearing any pants. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay. No, that's cool. I like the little layout they got going on there. Yeah. Okay. I mean, check
13: check that out. It's it's a, it's a it's an interesting video. And just getting into the educational games,
0: too, because I, I think a lot of us in our youth remember some of those. Yeah, I remember thinking anything that they tried to teach me was lame. I don't want to learn stuff. I want to play. I want to blow stuff up and shoot stuff. I don't want to learn anything. Gee, you might <laughs> see mean, level two on
5: that one, though, no Stevie. Yeah.
0: You mean you weren't having a blast with the new? I math was not tutor. having a blast with the new math tutor. Okay. What <laughs> is, you, should
13: be, you should play math bingo instead.
0: Yeah, I remember seeing this on the mailing list. What is the plural? Now? What is the plural of flogger? What does that mean? Okay, this
13: is Henry Reitfeldt, and uh, this is an interesting one. You guys will have to tell me this is too loud, because basically what he did is he took all the retro systems that he has. Mm -hmm. So he's got Dragons and Cocos and Commodore 64s, et cetera, the Coleco Atom. And because all of those platforms have the official licensed Frogger, he decided to play them all simultaneously. So they're Ah. all running their demos with all the sound coming through from every single one of them. Okay. So let me know if this is too loud, but we'll play a little clip. Actually, it's only meant I'll let it go through.
0: (laughs) Okay, Commodore. I don't hear anything right now, Curtis. Not so. me either.
13: Oh, nope. still not? Okay, let me stop the share and I'll just start that up again because I think I probably forgot to click it.
0: And the Bruce is here. Okay, can you guys see the screen again? I see the screen, yeah. Howdy. Okay. Hey, it's
5: Monoral Bruce. There we you go. hear it now? Yep.
0: Oh,
8: what a nightmare. Huh? <laughs> uh, I'm telling you, the Coco 3 doesn't have the right RGB color set. Wow. This is a punishment worse than death. kind <laughs> of reminds me of this show at times. Yeah. It's kind of
19: fitting our theme, isn't it? It reminds sure Stevie who's trying to get across the street. At- yeah. At- with the roosters.
1: Yeah. There- yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so obnoxious.
3: <laughs> don't they make the auto-tune
9: for fixing things like this? Really about it already shows
5: us. Okay, well, we lost all our listeners.
8: Is this what it sounds like in YouTube jail? <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
13: anyway, I just saw it fascinating. They actually got oh, them all running God.
6: simultaneously. That's I pretty cool,
7: thinking. yeah. I'll talk, I'll talk. <laughs>
6: actually, the Model 1 version of Frogger is really good, and the music <laughs> is really cool. good, too. Yeah.
13: I think the, the music on each of them is actually pretty good if you're playing it just by itself. Individually. Ca- not, ca- not ca- yeah, collectively, a little,
0: they're a, little, a little, little out of sync. It. Yeah.
6: <laughs> <laughs> collectively, it's it's uh, second only to waterboarding.
7: <laughs>
9: <laughs> yeah, I'd rather be married again.
7: <laughs> <laughs> 10 TP10. <80,
1: 10. laughs> uh.
7: P-P-10. That's got to be the best segment ever. you Thanks
0: got God. a TP-10 in there. Is music coming out of that TP-10? <laughs> yeah, it runs
13: a print head to you know, do the tones. Yeah, kind well, of actually, floppy
9: drive music things. Coming up there to jump off the ledge, it's done with it too. Oh, wow.
0: <laughs> All right, what's next, Curtis, in the gaming? Oh, right. this is the okay, guy with this the Lava
13: is, Geiger Punk, again, he's released a video of Talking Android Attack, which was the Spectral Associates game formerly called Robot Battle until 10. He said, no, we're coming out of the Robot Battle. you got to change your name. Mm. Uh, this is the dragon. Once you can see the dragon documentation here. Um, now, he had never really heard the dragon speak before. So I will skip all this you know, preloading stuff because it takes quite a while to load.
0: Micro software. Love it. Select color. Black, boof, or green.
1: Yep. Definitely pick buff or black for this one. Is Cornwall wall where they are from or something? Okay, I remember this is where it goes coward.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you guys hear that? Yeah.
1: Yes. Can I pick that up now?
13: <clears throat> no, apparently not. I like the fact that he finds directions after he's played the game though. That's, that's kind of
7: fascinating. It sounds do weird. It.
4: <laughs> oh okay. I shot that one twice and it's gone away
0: now. Where are, where are you going? That's not the way out there, idiot. <laughs> It sounds weird. <laughs> is it meant to sound like this? Oh, I didn't even know you could kill the ghost. So, once you, when they turn into the ghosts, you kill them a second time, huh?
18: Yeah.
13: They can travel through walls, though. So. Why is the, the.
18: Oh.
4: I think that was meant to be speech.
8: Another comment you oh, no- normally heard about this show. <laughs> 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 So I, I really like his videos because he has a good off. sense of humor about
13: the whole thing. So it's it's, it's entertaining yeah. even if the game's not.
0: Is that a good thing? <coughs> <laughs> is that a good thing? Yeah, did I guess you, it
13: is. Yeah, did I sh-
1: shot him twice?
13: Yeah, the other funny thing for me is that there's okay, so one of the speech please things. Please he never did figure me.
0: out what exactly it says. And then one of them says, coward.
13: What the? Yeah, that one he figured out. I think it was... Uh, kill human next time okay, or something I like
0: that? Jump, yeah, the though. shooting on this one is weird. You have to hold down the and button and then move the move stick in the direction board. you want to fire. Or? Yeah, and, and if really
13: you really hold down the button, you can also do that ducking and jumping thing where mm. you can dodge and bullets. Old,
4: the analog joystick, because I can take my hand off and, <laughs> and I'm still walking in the
13: same direction. <laughs> and he's playing with the Lucy Goosey, the control. Uh, control. dragon oh equivalent birdie.
0: of the uh, Black Black Beauty, so. yeah.
13: Not a clue what you said
0: there. <laughs> Not a the clue what you said there. That's cool. <laughs> All, All
13: right. Right. What's next? It, it's a fun, entertaining video. Go oh. we'll check it out.
0: That looks good. Uh, dragon Data Limited Smasher. No, that's out of order. Why the heck is that? There's no well, Just, I'll just do it. I'll wing it.
13: I'll just wing it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, uh, this is one. One. the uh, the famous segment of uh, Petzast Jim One, who does a ton of Dragon videos and alphabetically roughly. Um, so this first one's called Smasher, which is a semi graphics game actually.
0: Oh, that looks cool. S- and it,
13: this is kind of roughly based on a really old arcade game. It was a Wild West one, if I remember. Oh, okay. and stuff. Yeah. Oh, and it oh, bounced yeah. back. Uh,
6: yeah. Outlaw, I think. Is-
13: yeah. That's it, yeah. Okay. It's not quite, but it's it's similar. Yeah. It's a two-player game, of course, and he's only got one player here, yeah. so it's going to be kind of one-sided.
0: So but you got to try to kill to those hit? things on the far ends, the green oh, alien like things. Oh, okay. I'm like, I thought he was trying to shoot the other gun. Okay, so you gotta break through the wall and get the green meanies on the other side of the wall. Yeah. Okay. So that's a little bit of a
13: different
6: gameplay
14: than outliers, but Yeah, that's neat.
0: Yeah.
6: So you can find where he actually hits one. Here. I see the similar similarity, yeah.
14: There's no score on that screen.
0: No, uh, looks like he make? got
13: one maybe. Oh yeah, maybe I missed one here where did he shoot it?
0: Now he's got him shooting in both directions.
13: Because oh, that'll convert up. to a country,
0: right. fine. There you go. Wasn't that worth it?
3: Yeah, it was. (laughs) Next.
0: (laughs) Smasher. That's cool.
13: Okay, Sporting Decathlon. Uh, This is another Olympic-style game, which we've seen several of those before. This one's written in basic. Oh, okay. And you've got several options of how you want to play it with keyboard or joystick and and, pressing keys to run or jump or whatever.
0: Fast a bit. Is this a I game? For Stevie a, here, he doesn't well, read Is, is this a sporting this game in. or a text adventure?
7: <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> and says, "Hey, everybody, I've got some news." Okay, here we go. Here's some graphics. Type "run" and press enter. What was all that other shit before? Okay. Sporting decathlon. Can your color computer use the poke to speed up basic? Yes. Ooh.
13: That's a pretty neat little uh, routine he yeah. did there.
0: Which level of difficulty? Okay, that's cool. Oh, that's that's actually pretty cool. You got the yeah for uh, basic. It's a pretty yeah. decent game. Yeah, all the different graphs and readouts and stuff. So he's jumping over hurdles. Okay, so Strick says, um, "I got some news. I visited my brother's attic today, and I found hard copies of the source code to OS9 Level One Kernel Part One and Two. Oh, wow, That's cool. OS9 Strik. P1
13: and P2. That'd be cool. So if yeah. it's doc,
0: if it's the documented
13: version of it, yeah, would mind seeing that." You
0: might even change That's really cool. That's. Now try one hundred meters. And the font routine's pretty fast if this isn't basic. Wonder if it's a hybrid. It might be. I I didn't actually look at the source, obviously, but Yeah. We got a couple guys running in different lanes, yeah. Yeah. Cool. Thanks, Yak. Um, Yeah, that's neat. It's
6: yes, all a matter of perspective. If it's in basic, it's awesome. If it's a machine, <laughs> if it's a machine language, it sucks.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just do one, one, one more here. For the oh, look at that. And the javelin.
5: Oh, yeah, look there at go. that. That's pretty good. That is really yeah.
0: good. That's, that was yeah, good. That's cool. The whole scrolling to give you 400 meters. Uh, can these guys jump, to or are they just running? Okay. No, nah, it's just running in this one. Yeah, no, that's cool. That's really cool. I like that.
13: Yeah. Pretty, uh, pretty decent little game. I, I was pretty impressed by that one.
0: Yeah. Oh, he says it's got all the comments, too, Curtis, on that source code. Oh, good. Okay. That would be interesting, then. Stone Raider 2. This is
13: that? a Bouncing Boulders-style game. Ooh. which I think I featured on some other video way, way before, but this one's actually the dragon version, so it's in pure black and white instead of the fake. So is that
0: like Boulder
1: Dash? Can we show yeah. this on here?
13: Now, this is running in the way the dragon people would have seen it. It's pure black and white, okay. or if you ran an RGB monitor for that matter. The one I think I showed before actually had the artifact, which it wasn't designed to do, Okay, but actually didn't look as good as it, or oh, the way wow. it was originally managed to be presented.
6: Because it, was, yeah. yeah, it was kind of rainbowy. Yeah, it was kind of the alternating
0: yeah. red and
5: looks good.
0: Yeah, I still say this game is way too cerebral. Looks for like me, Mario. So, uh, you were never like, in Boulder Dash, Steve? Looks like that Hawaiian drink. Guy. I, you know what? I want to play it. <laughs> I, I do. I maybe, maybe we'll do a, a uh, maybe we'll do some games tonight, and we'll include this in the in the gaming part. Um, because I never wrap my brain around this game. I don't know why. Maybe hopefully Basically now. Basically collect f- the diamonds. Yeah, I mm. understand that part. I, d- I just don't know why. Something about the mechanics confused me. I know the balls, the things fall. I get it. I don't know why. I know back in the day I, I couldn't understand it. Maybe I can understand it now. Okay. This this actually looks really good as just pure black and white too. It looks kind of like a Mac classic game. Yeah, uh, and that's what it was designed to be. Yeah, The guy looks surprisingly a lot like the, the uh, Mario from Downland and Donkey that's King.
5: That's what I thought, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: Except this guy's, uh, you know, UK, so obviously he's totally different. Yeah. It's-a it me,
8: a fake Mario. It's-a
0: me, a Cuthbert. <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm not the Mario, I'm a Cuthbert.
5: Pip-pip, <laughs> <laughs> governor.
6: He does look like a Hawaiian punch guy. Yeah, <laughs>
7: that's
0: what I
5: thought. <laughs> okay. Strat- this one
13: here is called Strategic Command. Ooh, yeah.
1: Man. Shoot him up. Drop a bomb. What is it?
0: <laughs> <laughs> okay, we got maps. We uh, risk, like a risk okay.
1: typing. That's cool. Yeah,
13: it's it's, it's kind of at least roughly risk based or risk right.
1: Green man. <laughs> 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 Ronnie Chong's
13: back, folks. Yeah. That's cool. Come back to sleep, Ron.
0: <laughs> okay. Dave, yeah.
13: Dave's still not. Here. If you're into the risk type games, I mean we've got several ports out on the Cocoa too, but there's the, the uniquely dragon version. This one's called Super Supernova. Um, what I liked is his little description at the beginning if you read the top
0: three lines. I have not done this game entirely correctly, and so the title screen is a bit of a mess. <laughs> Now that's honesty in advertising <laughs> if I've ever seen it. But just press fire on the right joystick to start. Lay mines in the path of the meteors by pressing fire. When you run out, you must dock from underneath with the space station. You must be pixel perfect here and just touch it. Left, right arrows move the space station. P pauses. C plus a number. Key 1 to 4 changes colors. Okay.
13: Yeah. Now, I will mention up front, I don't think he read this when he was doing the video. He just okay. kind of skipped past it because he definitely doesn't do some of these things properly. But, okay. But at least you can
0: see what the game looks like.
8: I want to see this title screen that's a mess.
0: <laughs> that was it. <laughs> it <is. laughs> Alright. The whole screen looks like a mess right now. I'm not understanding what I'm looking at. <laughs> this is this a
5: checkerboard?
13: <laughs> Got some multi-voice music ah. going
0: on. Skip ahead of the gameplay. And now David O'Connor is rolling in his grave and he's not even dead yet. <laughs> 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 okay. So th- those those things are the meteors? You're the circle, yep. I take it? Yeah. And then you can watch his shields go down as he keeps running into it. <laughs> okay.
1: Yeah, apparently that's not oh, a good oh, thing. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> <laughs> and just lo-
0: okay, so you're a sphere and you have so something about pressing a button to do something to the, <laughs> the meteors. Yeah, and you sometimes have to, you know, have this little you thing, have thing that trails dock. around is that's you, Is that the spaceship like, you need to dock with, maybe? Space I think station? so, and I think you have to go up from the
1: bottom. It looks it's like the, a tiny Volkswagen with out. bent wheels. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so. There's also these proton
13: <laughs> things, which is this little, little t- thing that circles your ship that I'm not quite sure. You have to read the directions again to figure exactly okay. what it's for, but I think you already killed
0: it off at this point. Uh, hey, Dave and Sharon are here. Hey, Dave and Sharon. How are you? Um, okay, I've seen enough. My ears are bleeding. Um, okay. Okay. <laughs> Supernova. It looks cool. Star Trek.
1: <laughs> yeah. Use the force, Spock. Um, With skill level. Oh,
5: limits. you want to <laughs> piss people off. <laughs>
13: <laughs> <laughs> so this one reminds me of a lot of the text-based uh, Star yes. Trek games that a lot yes. of us had, except he's actually made a graphic font basically for it okay. that kind of spices it up a little bit.
0: Yes, it does. It's very spicy. <laughs>
13: And that same three digit, I think it's like how many stars and how many. Okay, faces and the spaceships and many... actually
0: look like Klingon ships and Enterprises yeah. and stuff. Yeah, so it chose some... a
13: nice, you know, bite style font too. So yeah, so it was that's... an interesting presentation. I mean, it's basically in basic too. So yeah,
0: no, that's neat. So it's a it's a sp- it's a spicy, spicy version of the text based version of Star Trek. So you got nice cool yeah. uh, alien fonts. You got graphical representation of your spaceships in the window. No, that's cool. Yeah, I like that. Nice touch. Spicy, spicy, peep, spicy. All right,
13: this one here—it's—it uh, <laughs> it loads as grenadier, or however you pronounce that. But then it actually says it's special air service, so I don't. Grenadier. Grenadier. Grenadier is.
0: Special air service. Oh, this is like the, the teletype thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
13: What I like is he actually builds the characters. He's using one of the higher semigraphic modes, but he builds the characters up from the bottom to make them grow out.
7: Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Which
13: is yeah. a really
6: cool effect. <laughs>
7: yeah, really
6: you can do that cool. with semigraphics. Yeah. As a matter of fact, to print a character, you got to pr-
13: you got to print every single scan line, yeah? Yeah. But just the way he drew that was on, that was kind of neat. I hadn't seen that before. Yeah, so let's, it's yeah kind of a- let's
0: see what you're talking about.
1: Press a bloody there's key. There's all already. these directions just, just for Steve. Sorry. There's no A key on my
8: keyboard.
0: <laughs> okay.
8: Hey? It's only on the Canadian one.
0: No <laughs> uh, more directions. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. I bet you're.
1: Good. There's the actual Ooh. game.
0: Okay. <laughs> and don't ask me to explain this game because I have no idea what's going on. Okay, I think that's a helicopter. And I think he just took a crap. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit, there's a helicopter.
7: <laughs> well, good night, everybody.
13: You know, that's probably not what the game is about, but that sounds like an interesting concept I might have to write. What
0: do you want to call it, Crapcopter? Yeah, Crapcopter.
13: Okay. Anyway, it's right a basic talk. game. ML subroutines, like you notice some of the clicks and explosions and stuff are, are a bit yeah. more fancy than basic. No, that's cool.
0: Yeah, you couldn't get sounds like that in basic. Not, not in basic, no. Mm. Super Lander. But Jim Morrison, besides being a prolific rock star, he made a lot of great dragon software, too. Mm. Thanks, Jim. Yeah,
13: yeah. How did he have time <laughs> to write all those Doors songs by <laughs> writing all
10: this dragon stuff?
13: I have no idea. <laughs> but this is basically a That's Lander song. what Lander the songs are about. <laughs> now, the oh. sound's pretty grating I warn you. What
0: are you talking about? This is, this is music to my ears. Let me turn up the bleed level. Is this one of David O'Connor's new tracks?
8: The name of the track is called Cheese Grater
13: for your ears. <laughs> and in parentheses it says Mac Pro. But, then, uh. but basically, yeah, so basically, it's just a simple Lunar Lander game, and he crashes a lot yeah. during his demo.
0: It's
6: a lot like uh, Gravitar.
0: Or yeah. even like a little bit of Lunar Lander-ish. <laughs> hangman is about what I need with the segment right now, so. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> right. Uh,
0: next up is Super Skill Hangman. This is another basic
13: game. Um, it's a standard Hangman game with some graphics. Uh, he did the presentation pretty well, though. I mean, it looks a bit better oh, than yeah. a lot of Look the
0: Hangmans I've seen. That looks good. The fonts are cool. It's got a bold font. And then hmm. regular
1: font. Yep. Get under your name. I bit. want to see blood, man. Do you want the timer? <laughs> Please wait.
0: This switches to oh, a higher res mode. Okay, look at that. P mode four. Oh, look at that. He's got this. Is really detailed. Super skill hangman.
5: Oh, it's like yeah, 3D, an isometric 3D. Oh, it's not isometric
7: 3D. <laughs>
8: <laughs> Genuine simulated 3D. The password. Rich yes. leather. Um,
0: but you can see
7: it oh, gradually. Look at
5: that. Yeah, the the, 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 the yeah. Oh, that's the, cool.
0: The details on the on the person. Poor
5: guy. Yeah. No, I, I feel bad for him.
1: He's got a belt, but no. Pines.
0: I mean, I, at the moment, even though he's got a noose around his neck, he still seems to be somewhat content. When does his <laughs> expression start to change? <laughs> I want see his eyeballs pop. Next out. yeah <laughs> 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 If,
13: only if I remember the... too, I think he loses this first. Once so we get to see this guy, you know, actually get hanged.
2: Oh,
0: oh no! The word uh, is orchard. See, now he's not smiling anymore. Gloom, you lost. So now he got sad. Okay, now you got a sad. Yeah. It'd be funny if his eyes turned to exes. Oh my
13: God! There's that nice line, box Early, <laughs> early basically.
0: version of uh, computer violence there. Yeah, that's right. Man. Uh. <laughs> <laughs>
14: anyway,
5: it's a pretty well presented
0: graphically yeah, it, as far as a hangman game. So absolutely is. That's cool. <laughs> Give him props for that. Mad props. Yeah, looks good. Okay.
13: Super Kid. This one has digitized speech. The game's kind of a little bit strange. It's basically a jumping game. Well, I'll, I'll let you guys see it here.
0: Oh. Hey. I think Neil Blanchard reviewed this one time before because it had That's really awesome. good music. Yeah, he did, actually. Look at it's the got lovers. this nice
13: bluesy tune that it plays and its multi-voice. <laughs> now, would be cool if you could play this
1: during the game. But They're the lovers In the middle <laughs> <laughs> Lovers Oh, lovers, yeah. yeah Lipstick You've got
13: the little graphics uh, are The yeah credits in the middle there Graphics by Chris Warren Programming by so-and-so
1: yes, It has Trump and Melina <laughs> <laughs> That's
5: pretty cool music
1: Absolutely
13: yeah. it, it is It yeah, has the animation going at the same time And, and yeah. updates the credits It's he the Super Kids Shuffle <laughs> and it has pretty long music intros on the beginning Go yeah, get
0: oh that's actually a really good digitized speech go get it hey. my
13: kid and multi graphics even the coca 1 and 2 had it or the dragon I should say
0: hey look out for that snail the guy's going to get you eventually
7: <laughs> <laughs> so ah. I'm going to fast
3: forward because he had to figure out the controls here
7: so Skip ahead to where he to figure out it.
3: Uh.
10: The music's really,
8: really yeah. violent yeah, yeah. So cool at the
6: end there. Listen to a whole song cool just because you died. Super too. super
7: kid.
13: That's really cool. And this is where he actually figured out the controls, so you'll uh, actually see the actual gameplay instead of constant dying. But I think
0: his musical interludes at the beginning of each level is a little too long. Go get him, super kid. I love that re- digital recording. though. go get him, super kid. Okay, that's a pickup, or is that not
1: a pickup?
2: Look out for that snail, kid! Jump over that snail, kid! All oh right. yeah!
1: All right. Good. Gravity's kind of low.
13: <laughs> there, he collected his first <laughs> points. You collect the cherries <laughs> are hanging in
0: the trees. Oh, okay. That's kind of oh. like a Nintendo-style <laughs> game. This reminds me of,
3: like, yeah. That's cool. Oh, it's just a fish wound. It's a cherry tree. I like this. It's just a flesh wound. It buys gravity. Okay. Oh, yeah.
0: Has game. anyone ported this to
8: Cocoa? Don't assume I have it takes place on Earth. the Cocoa.
13: Dino Just Run. They did
0: at some point. Yeah, kind of like Dino Run a little bit. Oh, he must have hit the back of the snail. Yeah, this is worse. Worse than a what's worse than a vampire bunny? A uh, freaking stage two lethal you get you know, snakes uh, added on to. Yeah, you know. this reminds me a lot of a Nintendo game I used to play that was called Adventure Island. There's a the game over song. Yeah, the, the music's good though. Yeah. All right, make it stop. <laughs> it's a pretty cool game. <laughs> <laughs> um, Good music. That,
8: Make it stop now. Yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, that's a cool title screen. Look at this semi-graphic thing here. It gets a shadow effect and everything. Yeah. Task yeah. ship. Mm.
13: So, task ship is basically a scramble type game. um Once again, I'll fast forward because he was figuring out the controls. Looks like but... a
0: guy making a shadow puppet with wings. <laughs> you see the <this> little hand? <laughs> <I guess. laughs>
1: with wings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Dodo
0: oh, look at that. That's cool. It's oh well, you're shooting the wrong way, dude. We're shit's in front of you. Um, <laughs> um that's really cool. The scrolling's good on
1: it. Why yeah. are you shooting backwards? Looks like it, that's the bombing he's shooting backwards, okay. I Looks like a cheap top star pilot.
13: <laughs> <laughs> it's very smooth. Yeah, it's basically a scramble game. And we've got yeah. a few of them. And the, the Dragon had a couple of unique scrambles we didn't get in North America, too. So if you're a scramble
0: that's fan, you've got Word of Look out for the killer snail. Um,
1: <laughs> your laser beam's a little it limited.
13: Is. Yeah, that's <laughs> one big difference compared to the original game.
0: That's a cool little it's pattern there on the, the Laser, laser in, the in the wool. Yeah. Oops. This is cool,
13: though. And it's one I had not seen before. The, the previous one we did, I can't remember the name off the top of my head, we did a few weeks ago. I had seen that one before. This one I'd never heard of. The best so we've part got about at least late, five know. or
0: six scramble clones between the dragon and the cocoa. The best part of this laser sound is that you can keep it going with rapid fire, huh? Yeah. <clears throat> wow. Anyway... Taking my headphones off for a second here. Holy crap. (laughs) Is that
5: your passive-aggressive way of saying you don't like the sound?
0: (laughs) Nick always says, try and stay alive. (laughs) A surprise mystery game. What's it about? We don't know. Now, this is Uh a basic game, too. You hope you enjoy the game. The game is a surprise. All you have to do is reach the magic ring at the top left hand of the corner of the board. But before you can take it, you will need to obtain seven items. These are a magic spell to quieten the dragon at the chasm. Please press C to continue. There's seven things you have. Okay. A rope to help you cross the chasm. A sword to defeat the goblin guard. A key to the tower. A lamp to guide your way. The combination to the strong room door. The magic spell that will enable you to use the magic ring to escape from the tower. Wow. Did you say sword? Sword. Yep. Yes. He did sword. Sword. I swore sword. I did. Word. I could have swore he I said sword. I swore
3: I did, yes. Yeah, Stevie swords all the time.
0: <laughs> Do you wish to play Read the Rules again or stop? Let's read the rules again, Curtis. Yeah, let's read the rules again.
8: <laughs> <laughs> I love reading. Um,
7: fundamental. Okay, oh, sound
0: this- out
8: the big words.
0: Is this kind of like a Minesweeper? Oh, so you don't know what's in some of these spots? There's or? your
1: rope, man.
0: Yeah, I think the first time he goes through, he kind of has to
13: run right to the circle in the upper left corner without getting into the object, so he doesn't. Really. Because it said
0: you have to pick up seven things.
1: Yeah. You have to get the rope, man.
0: You've well done. You found the sword, but don't lose mm-hmm. it. Oh, so you don't know where those things are. They're just. Yep.
13: Oh, you it's, get a it's in one of the white boxes. When you find them, yeah.
0: You found the rope. Okay.
1: Oh, good, man.
7: <laughs>
0: I'm going to... The wizard has given you a spell to quiet the dragon. Keep it safe. you going to be able to... i going to
1: smoke on. the rope, man. <laughs> what kind of rope is it? With the dragon. The, the dragon's hemp. my lighter. It's okay. a hemp rope.
0: Off the magic dragon. Well done. You found the lamp. Don't lose it. You'll need it to a light your way, way to the town. Can anything bad happen? You've fallen into a well and you've lost all your metal items you had. You will have to find some more. Oh, wow. Okay, you so like, where's that's the, your question immediately. Where's the risk? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well done. You found the key. Okay, interesting. Fast forward it to where he gets to the end. I want to see what happens when he, when he gets to the dragon. Uh, does he? That's a lot of walking around there. I don't have I'm that kind I'm of time. Start over here. So what happened? Oh, dear, you've been trodden by a short... Ah, oh, dear, First you've been trodden. First a giant,
3: therefore the game is over. So. Ah, you got trodden. So I trodden. hate it when I get trodden.
2: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's... yeah, You get trodden
8: light. with your sword.
3: Yeah. Every time you check a
13: box, you don't I know, know what... I don't think he actually go. did win it, so I'll just skip it. Now, I'm going to do one that was out of order here, because apparently I accidentally killed the tab. but... Okay. So this is from Ben Drake's. He did a, a play th- of uh, Buzzard Bait, one of his favorite games. But this is what it looked like in the Dragon because of the artifact. Oh yeah. Artifact oh, color. looks uh,
0: looks much better.
5: It does not. <laughs>
8: <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Go away sarcasm. Buzzard
5: Bait. Yeah. He it's, said it without at the looking. box. <laughs> yeah,
13: so what do you think, do you, Nick Marota? Nick Morota, Nick Marota? Nick do you think this looks better or not?
5: No, I prefer the P Mode Four colors. Absolutely. Any Kevin. eggs
0: <laughs> Ken Record says still better than Lancer. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And then Ken is still completely wrong. Yeah, but here's anyway. why you're wrong. Hey, Kevin, take care. Kevin Holloway says bye <laughs> all. Thanks for being here, Kevin. Uh, it, anyway, yeah, that, it looks quite
13: different. So now you know why they were envious of our artifact yeah, colors yeah. It, it up being a problem with that our. It RGB. looks
1: horrid. They're not dropping huge eggs. Yeah.
0: All right. Next That's <laughs> I, it. I'm done game on.
1: We are done with game on, everybody. Here's
0: what? all right, everybody. That was another segment that we like to call game on. Thank you, Curtis Boyle. You're welcome. All right. Even cool though you're stuff.
13: all wrong on Lancer
0: versus
7: Buzzard
0: <laughs> <Bay>. <laughs> <laughs> What a mess. What a mess. Hey De Bruce, are you there? Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Bruce, did you, did you see your, your mentioning in the community segment?
19: Uh, nope.
0: Ah, you missed it.
19: Oh, well. Yeah. All good, I hope.
10: <laughs> it was only half a he's, mention. He's he stuck, he stuck in my left he's, ear. He's, at the he's in mono again. I don't know
13: how you manage. <laughs> yeah, you to be mono. you got to fix that. You're supposed to be the audio
10: guy, Bruce.
19: I have no idea, man.
8: Yeah. It would be even better it's if like you could he, just he, switch what? it from side to side. That would be funny.
19: I have them in both yes. ears. <laughs> I've only got them in one ear here. It's like you
13: taking
10: so cool. a pain control. Oh. Sit and then a maybe Mark was running one of those, oh.
8: Like one of those stereo test recordings. Left channel. Left channel.
0: Yes. Hey, um, do we have um, project <coughs> updates and acquisitions? Anybody have anything they want to share? Show and Nothing tell. Me. Hey, Mark, did you? Uh, get... Yeah, I do. Uh, hold on one second, David. Uh, Mark D. Overholzer did you ever show off the stuff I sent you from DCF? Did I miss that on the show?
3: No, I never did. Okay, uh, I wasn't actually Tandy related, so I didn't bother. Okay, well, it's still an acquisition. Good boy. Um, did you, good you guys boy.
19: do? A, did you do my Joey and Coco?
3: No, not yet. No.
0: No. Oh, Only and, the and left side of it. We, we also have... <laughs> yeah, just Joey. Do you, do you guys want me, you want me to run the Simon Jonasson Coco VGA yeah, demo? Yeah, because he's not going to show up and text him 500 okay. times. All right. So we also <laughs> have a, a brand new demo for the Coco VGA brought to us by our very own madman, Simon Jonasson. I have not seen this. So we're all going to see it together for the first time and get genuine reactions. Wow. You ready? I'm about to execute yep. it. Can you guys all see it? Is this
7: yes. press guidance? Yes. Yep.
5: It
0: says the XCC. Push the button, Frank. Oh, you <clears throat> remember this? Donut. This was, this was the Taurus <laughs> demo that was okay. on the Coco 3 demo during Coco Fest. But this is Coco 2? This is on yeah. the Coco VGA. So okay. this is like a 16 color mode that <clears throat> was previously un- unavailable on a Coco 1 or 2. So this is a Coco VGA demo of his Taurus. That hit break
1: and do the ice. do the, piece is of the poke. poke. Is it a Ford Taurus? <laughs> I can't break it. Okay, and there was you something... You break a, it. No.
0: You can't break hit it. Hit reset. I'm going to hit reset. What's the poke, Ron?
1: Oh, jeez. He's actually Which me to the poke. There's a I'll poke that makes this run
7: at 60 frames per I'll second. Give I'm it to
1: you in a second. A it is. <laughs> got to type the word poke. uh (laughs) Uh-huh. Is it and H? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and H. One. uh, C.
19: Mm -hmm. Got your glasses on?
1: (laughs) I'm trying to... uh,
8: I'm on the edge of my seat here.
1: Getting to it here. Oh, okay. It's one (laughs) C-E-9, comma, one.
19: Bingo! Oh, sorry.
1: Uh 9 Okay, now Where we're at? running at sixty frames per second. Oh well. Awesome. <laughs> Neat, huh? That's flying. I have it playing back here on my Coco.
14: It's nice to
6: see uh uh Coco VGA uh software.
0: Yeah. Absolutely.
14: That takes advantage
6: of Coco VGA. Look yep. at the yeah. stuff you can do with it.
0: You know, That's so cool. Color <laughs> Bruce says I'm getting.
7: Hungry.
0: <laughs> I
1: I'll
8: install mine.
1: I brought my wife over. I said, "Take a look at this. What do you think?" And she goes, "It's a donut."
3: <laughs> <laughs> mm, <laughs> a blue
1: donuts. Donut.
8: <laughs> uh, now, 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 the real accomplishment is if he can put sprinkles on that. <laughs> mm, yeah. Sprinkles. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah, we're do, never really um, satisfied.
0: Do should I replay the part of? Um, of Bruce Moore's uh, section, since he's now here to um, to enjoy it. Yeah, we yeah. did. We did uh, Simon's. Uh, because uh, well, we we mentioned do, he the wasn't right here.
19: do the right ear. Uh, just do the right
0: ear. Uh, just do the right ear version of it. Is that what you said? Yeah. I'm trying to find it from here, so I want to do this. I want to do. You're Pull
19: my leg. There never was one,
0: right? There's gotta be. A, there's there's a way to do. Don't, don't give it away. Shh. Who is this guy again? Hurry up, throw something together. All right, we got it. So we did a a section that we call special recognitions when I was going through my my community thing. And for you, Bruce, we want to hear your reaction to this. I have dubbed you, um, if I can get my keyboard to work here, the king of all Coco Media. Whoa. For your (laughs) many contributions from the Coco Talk theme song to your ease of use Nick Marionette's video, Stuck in the Elevator, The Answer... He's Canadian, and so much more. Um,
19: Cocoa Forever!
0: That's right. So like your <laughs> Forest of oh, Doom, oh. Coco Forever, System Hacked, yeah. Joey and Coco.
8: Wow. You know, we forgot one very important one. What's that? Nick Marionettes for the switcheroo. Well, um,
5: oh, he mentioned Nick Marionettes Nick, on the first slide.
8: He did. Oh, <laughs> well,
0: there you have it. There you have it. All right. The man who brought us Nick Marionettes, it and I mentioned your
5: sound bites because that's Bruce Moore. one of the really nice things you did,
19: DeBruce. Oh, Nick Marotta. That
0: yeah. One. So, what do you think of that title, uh, DeBruce, King of All Coco uh, Media? Does that work for you? King, um, I, he used
1: shoot. used an uppercase How K. Duke? How
19: about Duke? Duke. <laughs> Duke. <laughs>
1: Duke. Coco Duke.
0: <laughs> Coco Duke. He's the Coco Duke.
1: Duke. 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 Go, go,
3: do, 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 All
19: right. <laughs> I, used I used to sing that. in an acapella group. I gotta admit it.
3: Yeah, hey, Stevie, do you have the stuck in the elevator clip? Ben Drake would like to hear it.
0: Ah, uh, do I have it?
3: That's Let's. Am I sharing? Let me make sure I'm
0: sharing system audio here. Ducky. So you hey, guys can Stuck honor. in the elevator. That
19: that was inspired, I believe. Jason. Jason actually gave me the idea. He said something about. It. It
8: That's a about it's a great clip. It's a great clip. If it wasn't me, it was Ken.
19: You blame everything on him.
8: I, I do. I do what I can. Yeah. He only blames the bad ideas on Ken. He keeps all the oh. good ones for himself. No, it's not. It wasn't a. It wasn't a bad idea. I just don't know if I came up with it first.
19: Well, you just stop right there, okay?
8: Oh yes, I got a stop right there. <laughs> my voice acting Perfect. debut, and I, I got the equivalent of uh, two copies of Nightmare Highway. Well, we that, have this one role. here. You paid too much.
1: We <laughs> turn that one up. <laughs> you have to play it three times. One more.
5: No You'll get people sick of it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah. Alright. Uh, I am looking for That's awesome, I love it. There we go. You ready? I'm waiting for my computer to come up. Hello, computer.
5: Get me out of here I can totally hear weird Al Yakovic doing that That's really good
0: Ah, that is so classic That's great Which of the dudes look like a lady exactly And then this was another one too that we had (laughs) After our little uh, Thing here
4: When the oh, yeah. groups immersed in drama, conflict in community, some have found the answer. Sound cards, memories, sometimes software, always personalities. We can find the answer. Let it be. Let it be. Starts fighting, we can turn on that green screen. Basic or assembly, sometimes see, sometimes see, sometimes Sometimes see, basic or assembly.
7: Let
1: it be because he's not here, man. The Bruce.
0: The <laughs> Bruce. And, of course, we got a few things that we should probably thank Alan Huffman for. So Tell
7: me why, 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 why did do that?
0: Well, Alan Ladd, uh, Alan Huffman. Did I say Alan Ladd,
7: right?
1: So, oh, oh,
5: yeah. <laughs> Host password plus back in the day, Bless <laughs> <laughs> you.
7: But... <laughs> <laughs> go go talk!
1: And more Alan Huffman stuff. The soundboard's right? back, man. <laughs> it sounds <laughs> great. And then, mm. of course, De Bruce oh! brought us this right here. <laughs> Not only did he bring us the music, Maybe the whole thing. And he brought us the lyrics.
5: Jeffrey Adams?
1: Coco Talk is rocking
4: the 8-bit world, keeping the Tandy flame alive. We may be marked, but we'll we're never stop. Cause Coco Talk is rocking the 8-bit world.
0: Yeah. Oh yeah, the, the hits, the hits just keep coming. We've got David Ladd. That's uh, Alan Huffman. <laughs> uh, play Funko Tron. We got our ease of use, and this one is thanks to uh, Nick Marionettes and his uh, core dump.
1: They do, <laughs> <laughs> they do Funkotron, man. And we'll get there.
12: Oh, Late I'm much bird. happier breaking stuff. There's David Ladd breaking <laughs> stuff.
0: MC10. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, Nick maroda and then we're looking for where's, Panic where's on Thunder.
7: There I'm it is. For that one.
0: This is Ron Delvaux's son making this song here. <laughs> got a good
3: character. Yeah. Did you do Rick Adams? Did
0: you do Rick Adams? we are getting there. You're stepping all over the song here, man. Oh,
5: uh, sorry, there. man. Give me an Archimelo.
0: I'm looking for it. This, this Settle one down, Nick
15: Marota. Thank you. <laughs> yes, you're too kind. And
0: thank you. You can't say Nick without Marota, can you that's right. And then of course whenever James Diffendaffer is here. Oh <laughs> ah, well, the hits just keep coming, folks. Um, but yeah, so that's what I that's what I dubbed you was the king of all cocoa media. Hopefully you're okay with that. But we can change it to Duke. The Cocoa Duke. Oh, that's
19: great, thank yeah. you. Well
0: if we have a bathroom break, you usually play that other so- sound. Yeah, so am I. Um, all right, so back to the original question: Project updates, acquisitions. <laughs> David From O'Connor, flush, did you say man. you had something you wanted to show oh, and/or tell? Man. Oh, did you have to take a bathroom, uh, Ron. Did yes. you actually have to take a bathroom no. break? No, but you didn't play the flush, man. Oh, the flush, man. Sorry, man. All right, <laughs> all right, it's closed now. Um, he <laughs> <You> can't find <laughs> it. You can't find it, David O'Connor. Need the flush. What do you got for us?
10: Yeah, um, during the week, uh. A very special thank you to uh, somebody who is on our panel tonight, Um, Brian, the music man, Shibri. A little package arrived. This mysterious-looking blue cartridge, which is actually a Tandy speech cartridge. And uh, some of you remember I posted uh, about that on the Facebook group, seeing if anybody had one. Um and Brian did so he sent that to me and look at this stereo orchestra. Uh-huh. Ooh. Yeah, yeah. Ooh. and you have got to have a look at the uh, packaging. It's got the uh, oh, you got the manual the
0: and everything. Manual. Oh, that's nice. That's a beauty. Nice and shiny. Yeah. Um,
10: and and the box. So uh, you got the, the box for it. Yeah, the original box, um, including biodegradable the styrofoam, is the, it's got the foam, it's got the uh, the plastic, oh, the plastic
0: and the protector, the uh, the pin connector protector, yeah. all that kind of stuff. Yeah, that's pristine. It basically it basically
10: looks brand new. Yeah, look at that. So, uh, I did a I put up a video, I don't know whether, uh, I don't think I posted the link, I forgot to post it, but there's a a video I put up on, um, on my YouTube channel of uh, the speech. I made a little uh, a basic program to get the speech cartridge to say thank you to, to ah, Brian Chippering, cool. uh, cool. a little graphic scrolling up the screen. And you have you, have, uh,
5: have you played Waterfall yeah, um, since getting that? Because it's much better now.
10: Uh, no, I haven't yet. Waterfall no. <laughs> plays music. Yeah, it's a, yeah, that's right. It supports the, the mighty, doesn't it? No, this speech oh, sound, sound pack. Ah, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, right, right. Very cool. It, uh, yeah, so, yeah, absolutely. Thank you, Brian. It's uh, just absolutely wonderful that it'll be used on the Coco Music album.
16: Absolutely <laughs> welcome. I had some extra stuff, and I knew you could use it.
10: And he will use it. Yeah, and we are this he, is what
16: our
0: absolutely. community is awesome for. Exactly. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say. We're we're <clears> kind of <throat> focus on throat> how throat> awesome our community is, and that's a great example right there. People helping people. Uh that's a yeah. Barbra Streisand <laughs> song, ain't it?
1: Uh cool. No, someone send me a Coco two keyboard. <laughs>
0: <laughs> now
13: <I'm>, Bruce said <laughs> if we want to play the Joey and Coco, he has to leave early soon. Okay, what's
1: so, the yeah. link? Is it's
0: is it on the Joey Grace Note C A? Uh
19: yes. And uh There is audio, and you need to. It's a video file, so you got to run it. You got to run it full screen. Okay. And there is audio.
0: Uh, Let me switch over to that. I I think I'm sharing sound right now. So is it this one here, new cartridge? Uh,
19: Yeah. You see how it's kind of truncated there? Yeah. You got to make sure you hit the wherever the thing is to make it full screen. Do you see the top left? I don't see
0: a, I don't see a full screen option. do hover down. Maybe a full screen.
5: Move your cursor over to the right.
19: I saw it in the top left, when I did it.
0: Uh, I wonder if it's maybe because I'm using Google Chrome. Oh, here we go. There we go. All right, so we're going to make this full screen.
19: Yeah,
0: there you go. There you go. All right. Are we ready, boys and girls, for the premiere of an animated Joey and Coco? None of us have seen well, this before. It's
19: animated and, uh, and Jacob is here to watch this, too. Ah,
0: Jacob is here, too. All right, so let me just... I don't know what the volume level of this is. I'll put it about halfway, just to be safe. Here we go, folks.
5: New
19: cartridge for Christmas, kid?
1: Nope. My buddy Glenn down the street and borrowed it to me. Wait.
19: One of my brothers is nearby?
1: Couldn't it be a sister?
19: Get me the serial number, and I'll tell ya.
0: (laughs) Ooh, that's cool. So now the Coco has a voice, and Joey has a voice, huh? So Joey. So is this
5: the new direction of the series? Is going? Is it going uh, animated?
19: Oh well, that was just an experiment. I don't know if I got the. The the oomph to do them all like that. But. That was cool, though. That, that is cool.
0: Sure. Yeah, that is cool. <laughs> and, then
19: Jake, and then I was like, oh, I should voice it, too. I was like, oh, hey, here's the guy for the voicing right here. So. Good hey. work,
5: Jacob. Jacob so Moore. So is
8: this why at Coco Fest at the auction, everyone wants to know the serial number?
19: That's exactly what I was thinking of.
8: Yeah. Very, very cool. We're just another one of the many
0: talents coming from the Moore family. Bruce and Jacob Moore, thank you, guys. Very, very cool. So, new Joey and Coco. We got a new demo from Simon There We got Nick, uh, Ron has got Waterfall running back there in the background. Uh, Nick Maroda is playing Digger 3. How about you guys want to recap? Because uh, Ben Drakes was commenting on all the colorful metaphors that were coming out of our mouths while we were playing
7: Digger
0: <laughs> 3. Last night. So, uh, oh, yeah. Video games bring out the best in us. Oh, sure. that was fun, though. That was fun. <laughs> Don't forget the MIDI pack the mini pack oh, we talked about that in the news but now since you're here why don't you give us an update or maybe just fill us in yep. on the mini pack plug there, that mini pack plug it plug it in
16: well there's really nothing too much to say right now since uh as far as i know the boards haven't come in and uh i'm kind of playing a game with you guys i'll be honest with that uh i got a secret backer in that and uh Basically, uh, just teamed up with uh, one of the guys out in the community that uh, does this uh, a whole lot more than I do, and I wanted to get a uh, professional product out there for everyone, and, and that's kind of what I'm doing. This I'm playing a guessing game and see who can guess who my backer is. Oh, I'm
0: gonna, I'm gonna take. Can <laughs> I have three guesses? Uh,
16: I'm gonna say everyone gets. Yeah, everyone gets three guesses. Sure, okay. go right ahead. Uh, we'll here. hit it for Jim sure. Brain.
11: Ding 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 ding! Wow, that was an exciting game. <laughs> that
8: was who I would have guessed I even here. get to, I didn't even get to put my guess. my guess was not me.
0: <laughs>
5: I was going to
0: say oh, Ed right. Snyder. Very
5: cool. I was thinking that Snyder, or maybe David O'Connor. Yeah. and um,
0: so this is this is a a, a real RS two thirty two based port. When you can send, and you don't have to bet bang it. You can send in bytes at a time, and all kinds of good stuff.
1: All right, cool stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it's to real hardware. Nick Moretti's this this game is saying Ooh. nasty things to me.
16: <laughs> like what?
1: <laughs> you lost, you, you stupid. Oh. <laughs> oh.
16: Hey, hey. I a, now Steve, I have a question for you. How many, how many uh, hints did it take for you to kind of guess?
0: Well, as soon as you said you had somebody help you with the hardware and you wanted it done professionally, that pretty much ruled out everybody here. So, <laughs> Gee, thanks, Steve. Well, no, I'm sorry, Jason. Jason, right there, excluded, hey, and uh, hey. David O'Connor can do it too. <laughs>
1: I'll uh, be exclusion. Did school. I say
0: you were a good guy, Stevie?
7: I can't
1: <laughs> no, remember. No.
0: You, can, I, do
1: I you can do it. That's
7: Okay. I yeah. redacted.
0: said that? <laughs> uh, um, Nick Morentes. I. It looks like I haven't seen the video, but it looks like um, Gunstar is, is Gunstar close to being ready, or is that it's It's close. Yeah. Yeah. Very very uh, cool. It'll be ready for Coco Fest, but yeah. Excellent! Excellent! Excellent!
3: I have. How, how the, are you going to distribute that? The Gunstar, same way as the current yeah, pop star. Yeah, yeah. On, yeah. On a CD?
0: At, at this stage, yeah, that's what I'm looking at.
3: All right.
5: So, did you want to talk a little bit about Digger Three last night, or or not?
0: Yeah. Did anybody else want to talk about Digger Three? Who's played it? What your thoughts are? Uh, it is questions excellent. for chat. Uh, yeah.
13: And just to be clear, this is the new the new beta that we've been playing, um, not the Christmas
0: demo we did last year.
5: Yeah. It is really, really amazing. It's a it really is, good game.
0: It is a frustratingly mm. amazing. Uh, how did you get with It's got
5: a good learning curve. and Because uh, oh, I'm a nice it, guy. It makes Canadians it swear.
0: Me. It makes Canadians oh my gosh. swear. Yes, Curtis yeah. and Nick both dropped some
1: bombs last night. I hope night.
5: my church friends don't see the video.
1: <laughs> hey, Nick what's, your, Nick, what's your phone number? I'm going to hook up on my 300 download it from you. uh <laughs> It's well-designed. It's well. Designed. It's well it's graphically,
0: visually pleasing. Um, the game, great sound effects. The great sound effects. The gameplay is great. The, the, you and swear every, to-
5: time, every time we swore, I think it made Chet stronger. He really seemed to absorb <laughs> yeah, that. It did. Uh, he really seemed to take
0: delight
1: yes. in our pain.
0: He's like Emperor Palpatine. Release your hatred.
1: <laughs> Chet, Chet, are you going to have a book with this thing that comes out with a glossy cover?
9: Um, no, not really. Um, okay. I, I haven't really thought too much about, um, like doing any, any type of, uh, like formal packaging of it. Um, there are going to be a handful of, uh, floppy disks that are going to be made. Oh, that's um, cool. What, yeah. But what happens to those? I'm not really sure. Like um, if
1: somebody wins this game for the first time, do they get a, like a gold plated shovel?
9: <laughs> no, an autographed
5: picture of you in those glasses <laughs> earlier.
1: Uh,
9: <laughs> no, but I I, I go to Toys R Us and get one of those little buckets that comes with one paint of gold for you. Yeah, uh, <laughs>
5: oh, that cool. that
0: would be kind of a cool thing for maybe for the Cocoa Fest auction, like an autographed floppy disk of the game from the author or something. You know, It'd be a good auction I th- item.
3: I think you need to um, get some little like you know lawn gnomes that are like Gomers and put them in your yard. <laughs> oh, that
0: would be cool. They, yeah, open up a whole merchandise of collectibles. You get your yeah, Gomers, with a little sure. white. Oh, White what are those bobblehead thingies? The Gomer the, um,
5: bobblehead thingy. The those, um, oh,
0: what cool. do they
8: make those? You know the, what I'm talking about? The snot
0: demons and the turd monsters that come out of the ground and all that kind of stuff too. A, <laughs> <laughs> I,
8: I really want to find. I want to. I really want to see Chet find a Toys R Us that's still open.
0: <laughs> They're
5: in Canada. They yeah, can yeah, come to yeah, Canada. They got em.
1: up here.
8: Oh, will be a maybe, metric shovel then,
1: Chip, Maybe you can make something that pops out of the ground <laughs> with spikes on it. For <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> there
1: you go. Yeah, IED and sell it as a footrest.
0: An yeah. <laughs> <In> Ottoman. <autumn. laughs> but yeah, just well, like quick- say the
13: game's extremely well paced, though, because as you guys were watching me playing it, you know, it got harder and harder. It was taking me longer and longer to get through the levels, but you do eventually once you kind of figure out where everything is.
7: Yeah, so yeah it's, it's, have- it's
13: a well-paced game. The the ratcheting and the difficulty seems to be pretty pretty decent at this point.
1: You you can get the green slime in the little bucket. You know. <laughs> you got that green slime that always gets uh, Curtis
9: Digger slime.
1: Yeah, no, that's
0: cool. It was a lot of fun, and it was it was a cool just kind of hangout. Uh, everybody hanging out. A bunch of a bunch of us playing that at once. Fun. So um, Curtis was playing. Um, hey, Nick, Curtis you were was playing. David Ladd, I think, was playing, and um, I think
5: Barry also
1: had it open too.
5: Check. Curtis made it further than we did. As, as Chat course. in the
1: game. You have all those. Uh, Birds that are going back and forth. Do we ever back. see those again in
9: the game later? Yeah, the bats are, are in uh, are found throughout the uh, throughout the game.
1: Okay,
0: very, I cool. them. Um, is there anything that we haven't talked about? Is there anything else we want to talk about? Um, Diego, oh, I do have
8: I do have a project update oh, when you get a chance. Jason,
0: the Coco Man Riker, by please, by
8: all means. And, okay, well. <laughs> I know this is going to come as a huge shock, but I have something something that I've been working on that switches things. Mm. And this is this has come as uh, some requests from several members of the community. Something I was kind of uh, kind of uh, kicking around in the head already when it came up, and this actually did come up on the list. And uh, but uh, very soon we're going to have another entry in the Joey line. We have the we have the Joey controller switch, which is back here somewhere. Here it is, the Turn Joey off. controller switch. Love, 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 love. The Joey controller switch. There we go, and uh, we have that now. To follow up in the Joey line, we're going to have for uh, the folks that want to do this, we're going to have the Joey serial switch. And this is, this is going to be an ABC uh, serial switch box for the Bit Banger. So, for the folks that want to switch between a printer or a modem or uh, drive wire, drive, drive wire. wire drive wire we're gonna have a it has a three we're gonna have a, it has a three position uh, rotary switch a b or c okay and uh, that's
0: awesome
5: do you Actually, get milk
0: with it it has one more input than david Ladd does <laughs> you get yeah. with it.
8: but um and it all and it's all and for the folks that have the joey uh, controller switch or whatnot it is the same size enclosure so the same form factor but have your uh, have three uh, ports for the okay. BitBanger, and it's all on the back. And, there you go. will even have a
1: side by side stick together.
8: If you so. want to use sticky tape, I guess you uh, could. Maybe. I, I, but uh, yeah, just <laughs> a, just, <laughs> a, just something problem. I was working on. F- f- some folks yeah, wanted. Can I'm just going to offer probably. it for sale for for every you know I'm going to offer them for whomever wants them here in the very near future. That's at awesome my, at my website, CocoMan.biz, of course. Cool.
0: Did you, so out, did you go out into, into the forest? Hey? Did you? Were you in the woods under a full moon? And you mentioned the name Nick Morota three times to get that product idea.
8: I may have.
5: Actually, <laughs> I did not ask for this one, but somebody else.
0: Did.
5: No, I've actually,
8: I've actually had someone that's been asking for this for quite some time, and then it came up on the mailing list recently. And I'm like, and, and I think it was Henry uh, Reitfeld that brought it up, and I was like. Um, or better known, sent from my phone, but uh, and I, I emailed him privately and said, "Hey, I'm over. Alre- you know what? Give, give me give me a little bit of time. I'm already working on this. That's cool. I, 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 That's cool. So and it it uh, works really nice. So I'm actually going to have." Not only are you going to be able to get a black knob, but you can, you're can you going to actually be able to get a couple different color knobs.
0: Oh, wow. Wow, designer. Yeah, switch designer So yeah, yeah, like At a quick glance, you can tell the difference yellows. between your two switching boxes. That's that. kind of like the Ed Snyder keyboard. You have different color keys to choose from. This one, we have different color knobs to
8: choose from. So, so you're,
5: just, you're not just a switch man. You're also a knob man. A knob What's man. What's the MTBF? Well, well, it's, F- it's
8: still technically a <laughs> switch. It is it a is. rotary t- yeah. style switch. Oh, okay. Switch. So okay. Three, yeah. It's still a switch. It This is a knob. What's that? MTBF for those meantime MTBF. between
3: failures. Um, yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, that's ah.
8: just like I'll this
5: show. <laughs> 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 our MTBF is about a week. Right? Yeah, this type, this type <laughs> of, <laughs> of knob, chicken just the a, a
8: fact that is, yeah, it's a chicken head knob. I, I, I head. found that. Yeah, I should they have, have put the it? red one on here. It would it would show up better on camera? But that's yeah.
5: uh, Sunday to Friday. Our show is great. <laughs> Just
8: Saturdays where they don't do so. Yeah, much. absolutely. Oh, and 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 sometimes there's an exception if there's like a Friday night show, then yeah, that shoots that shoots Friday evening also.
1: Yeah, I uh, I never got instructions on how to use this thing. I'm still kind I of did. trying to figure Is that it the, out.
8: That's,
5: that's that, the wallaby. The wallaby. Oh, the yeah,
1: wallaby. Oh, no, I didn't get one of those. No, you didn't get one of those. <laughs> there's two two crikeys on the end. Yep. <laughs>
13: right. <laughs> actually I, I have one little brief update. Actually, you brought up Ed Snyder's Coco Mac keyboard and I've actually I've been working with Ed on getting a, a custom one that's got some keycaps designed for Nitrous 9 and OS9. Mm, that okay.
7: uh
13: I haven't got it yet, but he sent me some pictures of some of the stuff he's doing. So under Nitrous9, you've got some extra control characters and stuff that produce other, you know, keys that you don't normally get on the Cocoa keyboard. And if you guys want, I can share a picture to show you what the current prototype is.
1: Uh sure. Yes.
13: Sure, please.
0: sure, sure. And then, Chet, you said you were going to talk about the joysticks you got too. I don't know, if, did you have those to show off or not? Uh, okay, so I see clear and what does it say? Pause, clear pause.
13: Oh, clear and KMSE. So that's keyboard mouse. Keyboard mouse. So if okay. you hit Control Clear under nitrous 9, it switches your keyboard mouse on and off. Ah. And then okay. you notice on the top row of keys, for example, and some of the ones in the lower right, there's now three characters on each one. So it's the bottom row is your normal oh, key. Like
0: exclamation point. Upper left point is your shift one, colon. and upper right is your uh, control key. Ah, and like your hashtag and your something <sighs> else, and
13: yeah, you got underline. Oh, you got brackets, the tilde character, caps, back, apostrophe,
0: ca- oh, caps. That's well, that's like shift zero, right? So okay. Yeah, and then the Cats. at the at's got a backwards thing. Oh yeah, look at all
13: these yeah, different backwards apostrophe, which actually gets produced if you have the right font loaded. Nitrous nine, and then okay, you know how do you get your square brackets versus your regular parentheses? And that's uh, neat. Know,
1: that's really neat. You make an upside down question mark. Well,
7: Isn't
0: I'm that?
1: doing ones that are officially supported
13: on the Nitrous Nine keyboard driver. You could technically <laughs> add that. In case that you, into want the you want to type some
0: Spanish, it. I guess. No, nah.
8: I want the <laughs> squiggly thing.
13: I'd like to ask but, you but, when... I know some people have actually ran Nitrous 9. And they ask, well, how do I produce this key? Because they read somewhere that it does produce it. And this control this three. will give you the visual cue right
0: there. You won't have to try to memorize all these obscure control characters.
3: Okay. Nice. Good reason if you're hardcore. Is it,
0: now, is it standardized? I do, I do. When you see two symbols on the left and right, is it fairly standardized as far as left would be shift and right would yes, be? Yes, it is standardized that way. So left is shift and right is control. Control. Okay. So on the, an on the example of like the left bracket or the, the left, the, the less than or left bracket, it's shift or control and question mark or backslash. Okay. That's yep. cool. That's very cool.
13: So Ed, Ed said that, uh, you know, if enough people are interested in it, he might just make this one of the, you know, quote-unquote standard ones. You can pick uh, your own color keys and stuff, that. One obviously. of the uh,
0: product lines. That so
13: see,
5: play that's play. under OS 9, though, no, you said, right? That's no OS 9? Well, uh, I, I purposely designed the keyboard so that it should work
13: fine. Like, the, the upper left shift ones are the exact same as you would in RS-DOS. So it basically, it works for both. You don't need to switch keyboards between No, no, keys. but if
5: you're in DOS and you, and you hit control eight. it's not going to do anything, right?
13: No, not unless the program itself under DOS does some special thing about
0: it. Yes. Yeah, because that's a...
5: You can system, program it to system level. Yeah, yeah. you can yeah.
6: program uh, your program can program that to.
0: I mean, it, it, it's starting to make this keyboard look more like a even more moderner keyboard, you know, computer keyboard. Because you know, I'm looking at my Logitech right now, and I've got like all kinds of shit on these keys, you know, where you have function this <laughs> and Alt that and Shift this, and you can you know. clean them, man. Yeah. yeah, I didn't
7: bother with the old
17: ones. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you have old <laughs> keys too. But. That's
0: what a Oh... <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's cool. Turn fire tonight, Ron. (laughs)
17: You've
10: been
0: living in Australia. (laughs) Very cool. Very cool. Um, Chad, did you want to show off the custom controller thingies you had or got? I can't hear you if you're talking
9: sorry about that I had my uh, my cup mm. um, so anyway over the holidays I, uh, I ordered a bunch of, uh, of cocoa stuff and one of those was a, um, a cocoa 3 from uh, from Sheldon McDonald and in that package he included a couple of uh, joysticks the first or the uh, joypads the first two production models of the joypad that he is making you can see it right here um and this is a uh, a really wonderful uh, device my first impression of this was was, was great i mean the, the, the top of it is is very very smooth um you've got some texture underneath of it you've got i mean look, look at this you got six six screws in there i mean this thing is going to stay together
7: yeah.
9: and i mean there's no there, there there's no um you know play with the with the cable so it, you know it, it's mounted nicely in the uh, the the thumb pad here on um, the thumb thing right here is, is, is very well built i mean i've been i've been playing digger uh, with this and uh, um, i'm usually uh, the, the, with the cocoa I'll, I'll usually play on the keyboard because the, the selection of joysticks have always been you know very terrible um you know the 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 the, uh, the black beauty is great for you know games like Cashman. you know they were really kind of designed for for something like that but when you get into the, the deluxe joystick i'm not really i really don't like it too much but you know i mean this Controller has been fantastic. I mean, I haven't wanted to go to the keyboard since I got it. <laughs> um, it it's it's very very sturdy. It, you, you can feel it in your hands, and it, the, the it's responsive. The control is great, and and it plays really really well with Digger. I mean, it plays great with it. Very very cool. a nightmare. now like, yeah, was it like was a this bank one bank custom around, engraved
0: yeah. too that said Digger on it or something like that or
9: um no, but it is serial number one. Okay, this one right here is serial number one. Okay, serial number two yeah. over here. You can't have it. Um, uh, yeah, I'm going to be, I'm going to be hanging on to this and pack this one. I'm only going to be playing this a little w- with a little bit longer and then this is going to get packed up. I'm going to use number two, um, you know, and, uh, and give it a pretty good workout. And I'll definitely be ordering a couple more, uh, for my other boxes, but yeah, this is a really good, uh, it's a r- really well put together. It responds really, really well. Um, and it's, it's, it's much, much better than, uh, than playing with, uh, uh, the, either the, the uh, deluxe joystick or the uh, um, or the Black Beauty. Now, if you do have games which you know respond to you know the variants in the, in the joystick for you know for any type of like acceleration or anything, then yeah, this I, I haven't tested this on the uh, on that yet, but it might be a little bit hard to control if you're not used to it, um, as they usually are. But you know, so but for for the vast majority of games on both the Coco Two and the Coco Three, this is a great controller. I
1: thought you were going to say that you can buy. Uh, set of those with the Digger Three logo for 1995.
9: <laughs> but wait, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can, cer- I, I, I could certainly see that. I mean, we, we've got enough room up here for branding. Brand. Um, and, and actually, I've, I've got uh, a few notes, um, to, to, send over to Sheldon, not just, uh, for this, but to kind of end it a little bit, because there's a, there's a lot of opportunity with a device like this, particularly with well as, as well as it performs and responds yeah, with yeah. playing a game like Digger and some of the other ones. Um, yeah. You know,
7: so
5: is the thumb is a thumb digital then? Is it or is it analog? No, it's
0: it's, it's is this a slide like is it, it is analog but it's fairly fixed to the, about the eight directions. So there, yeah, there okay. is some play in, there's some playing so there's some yeah. you might be able to get some
5: intermediate values. You might be able to get some values between 0 and 63.
0: Yeah. I would count on it being it more of a digital stick even though it is technically okay. an analog switch. It it plays more digitally than analogly. Okay. Yeah. So you would have re- problems then with some he, games? He said analogly.
13: Analogly. <laughs> yes. I <You> would <laughs> want to play Polaris with it no,
0: analogically. No, no. Yeah. no I, I, we, we tried these. Uh, I had some of the prototypes of these. <laughs> and so we tried them out on a variety of different games. And um, they're much better on the ones that re- require hard left, hard right, hard corners. Yeah. So like he designed this originally for downland because that downland was such a bitch to get those corners just right to be able to jump over the uh, angles and stuff. And so, um, no, and so Chet's probably got a newer a newer build on it too, um, but yeah, it was I I like the one that I tried, uh, no serial number or anything. though, no,
8: so <laughs> are you bitter? Oh. No, not. Oh, bitter. Chet said he was going to switch to number two.
1: <laughs> you <Yeah. laughs> clean those too. And I like the color.
0: I like that gray yeah, color. Yeah. That's cool.
9: it's yeah, you know, and you know the the, the buttons are, are are very nice. I mean they they they, they don't have you know that that squishy feeling that you usually get from them. Um, you know, they're, they're they're very nice, responsive, and I mean I, I've been having a great time playing digger with this. So. how
1: how do they look like next to a, a gray cocoa?
9: A um darker, you know a what? I don't have one. I don't have a gray cocoa. Um but I would have to say probably pretty pretty good. I, I, you know. yeah. Cool. Very cool.
0: <laughs> you gotta make sure you're color coordinated. Yeah. <laughs> gotta gotta yeah. coordinate. You gotta coordinate uh, Diego, we haven't heard from you in a while. You got anything you want to update us with? What's going on with you and your world? I know you're working on some of your software projects. and
11: uh, Yeah, actually... Uh, okay, now I'm not met anymore. Um, yeah, i actually been writing while we were doing... well while you were doing the show with too many people. And... Um, I think I'm ready to show something. If anyone wants to see it, yeah, of course. It's this um, this new game. Uh, it's kind of like a, I don't know, cross between a Tetris and Candy Crush or whatever.
15: And, and uh, so, oh,
11: so
8: oh,
15: Doc do you, Master yeah.
0: is loading. I remember seeing some earlier screenshots of this.
11: Right. So you have these four ships, okay, and you have containers that are coming down, okay, and uh, the color tells you how much that container weighs, okay. So the white right one it's the heavier one, the green one it's the lighter one,
0: okay. So it kind of stop sign have, colors, yellow's in the middle,
11: right? You have if you put the heavier one on the oh, on too much to the left or to the right, the ship gets oh, it'll, you gotta balance piece. them. So you have to to keep trying to put it in the right place to keep the ship in balance. There's these little indicators here that will tell you to which side the ship it's loaded. Ah,
0: oh, look at that. The ship has capsized. That's a cool concept. All your containers have sunk. That's a good mm. graphic
1: there, dude. What's that name mm. of that ship that sunk?
11: So... <laughs> <laughs> the Edmund Fitzgerald. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, yeah. you also gonna get uh, badges if you go
0: fast. Okay. Badges. Fast, fast. We don't need no stinking badges.
7: <laughs>
1: yeah. We <laughs> <laughs> don't need no badges. Come on, man, <laughs> Ronnie Chong, you have capsized. Too much weight in the back. Huh? <laughs> are you Are you gonna have some like sinking music?
11: I need yeah, that's what I need to do. I need to do some of the sounds like that to
0: find out some music. I like it. it. <laughs> Super fast! Look at that.
11: If you get three in a row, uh, you get a score bonus and some green lights go on on the ships.
0: There's a lot to. a lot. You're keeping track of a lot of stuff here
1: with all these things. So is this live cargo Ooh. like S cargo? <laughs> <laughs>
11: <laughs> I don't want to know. Let's put it that way. There's going to be a escape,
7: okay? Yeah, it
0: is kind of hard. You got you. There's a lot. You got to keep track of with the colors and how heavy is this going to be and what is the impact. now with that red thing on that ship on the bottom, does that mean it's in danger?
11: It's in danger. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Okay. Danger. Will Robinson. So danger on the front. I mean, it was danger on the front take too, long, too, right?
11: If it takes too long to drop one of the containers, it just falls. Okay. Okay. So and you're ruined. And uh, I'm not being able to make it past one single ship. Let me try to, because you also get bonus scores if uh, the ship is in perfect balance. That means all the containers from one side match the ones on the other. And if you follow the correct color order, you also get an extra bonus
0: so you want to get a green on the right-hand side now. No, oh, is this
1: what they have okay. to do for real Real ships? Super fast.
0: <laughs> Uh-oh, now you need a red over there quickly. That guy's in danger. Okay. So, now that, uh, so she- that should be perfect balance. There you go. Look at that. That's cool. Oh, cool. Perfect mm. order. All cont- Oh, And the ship goes away. Dude, that is so cool, man. Yeah, and it yeah. clears. You got some mad skills going on there, brother. Thanks. Super fast. Look at that. Yeah.
7: I think
11: I ruined it.
0: Oh, your ship has capsized.
11: So uh, I still need to, you know, get the little badges that you're going to get here and save your scores from one uh, game to the next one. So your badges keep accumulating from one game to the next
1: Mm. one. Well, thank you for not making it oil.
11: Because that would be a disaster <laughs> if that thing polluted our <laughs> lakes and rivers. <laughs> yeah, it, it, the original game was going to be a Christmas tree, and you'll have to put the,
0: the, little what, the ornaments book, or something like that. Yeah.
11: But <laughs> I started writing it like in June, and I said, I'm going to finish before Christmas, so what else can I do? Yeah. And, well, here it is. It's January. I'm still finishing it.
0: That's a great yeah. idea. You know, it's it's a kind of a puzzle challenge mm-hmm. game on multi levels here, and you really got to keep you got to keep a lot of things tra- tra- straight in your brain and what you're doing. Um, uh, Jim Gary gave you a wow. That's high praise. <laughs> <So>. <laughs>
13: and he'll port it to the MC10. <laughs> he's saying
1: MC10 it's already ported. just 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 did. <laughs> it. It's on the MC10. Yeah, if- only he's going to use oil.
0: Uh, <laughs> that's really cool, Diego. That really is. You've done a lot of creative things, like your Furious Felines is kind of like an Angry Birds game. So good stuff. Yeah, yeah. You're doing a lot of really. Where's Furious
5: mm-hmm. Felines available from?
0: Yaccs.info. Yet another
5: computer site. I don't know if I have that one. I'm gonna check it out. I
11: can't do fast games. I can't do fancy stuff. So I try to do different stuff.
0: Yeah, no, it's very creative. And,
1: no,
13: originality uh, is a good thing because that's something that's missing mm. from the PC gaming industry in general these days. Yeah. They're just doing, you know, the
1: basic same games. First-person shooters. it mm. run on a Cocoa mm. 1 two yeah. also.
11: Yeah, uh, yeah, it, it runs in, in any Cocoa with extended basic. Awesome. Yep. Or a Dragon. Uh, graphic screens. So, yeah, so for what, games. When I will it be
1: available?
0: It. Ron's when, asking when it's going to be available, Diego.
11: Uh I don't know, I guess next month or the other, something like that all right, all right all right all right is it
13: it's a thirty two k required mm. or sixteen
11: uh I really don't know It's probably gonna need thirty two because of the graphics that are being loaded
0: oh because the yeah the 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 actual p mode four graphic screens and stuff that are yeah. also being generated yeah. so we it would require the, extended basic for flash. sure
11: yeah everything that flashes is being loaded in the screen. I'm using the eight different pages.
13: Okay. So should you work in like a dragon 32, dragon 64, 32 or 64 K cocoa, basically. And
8: any e cocoa three.
2: Right. And
8: uh, what price point are you looking at on this? Price? No. <laughs> <laughs> it comes
13: bundled with a free copy of digger three. No, I'm just
8: kidding. Yeah,
0: I don't know. If, I don't know. If Jim <laughs> Gary saw our presentation where we recognized the community, but Jim Gary was also mentioned in there. Um, uh, anybody else have anything they want to share? Project update acquisition. I'll save mine for next week because I haven't opened it yet, but I got the thing from Brendan Donahy to upgrade the firmware on my Cocoa VGA, so it's some type of uh, USB to JTAG connector or something like that. I haven't opened it yet to look at it, but that gives, it gives me a chance to reopen my Cocoa and see if I need to fix my soldering for my audio, and then I'll also upgrade the firmware on my Cocoa VGA, which I've never done before, so that'll be a fun project too. Um... If nobody else has anything to do exactly
10: the same thing. Ah,
0: (laughs) yes. So I'll go ahead and run the closing credits and then we'll come back with maybe parting thoughts if nobody else has anything else they want to share. You got a minute or so to think about it, so we're gonna cue the outro and we'll be back here in just a second. This concludes another episode of Coco Talk, the world's leading live talk show featuring the Tandy Color Computer. For all things Cocoa Talk, visit us on the web at Cocoa Talk dot Live. We'd love to hear from you. Send feedback, suggestions, even segments via email to CocoaTalk at Cocoa Talk, dot live.
4: Cocoa Talk is rocking the 8-bit world, keeping the Tandy Flame alive. We may be mocked, but we'll never stop, because Cocoa Talk is rocking the
7: 8-bit world.
0: Consider supporting the show with a purchase of merchandise from our Retro Swag Shop at 8Bit256.com. If you'd like to become a patron of the show, click the Patreon link at our website at CocoTalk.live. Coco Talk is
4: rocking the 8-bit world. keeping the tanny flame alive. We we'll may be mocked, but we'll never stop. Cause Coco Talk is rocking the
7: 8-bit world.
0: Cusco Talk would not exist without the community, its cast, crew, and contributors. Thanks go to Curtis Boyle, David Ladd, Mark Overholzer, Grant Leedy, Bruce Moore, Nick Morenkes, Ron DelVoe, Rick Adams, Jason Riker, Richard Lorbieski, Jim Brain, Tom C, Rob Inman, Mark Bosley, Brian Joyce, Ken Riker, David O'Connor, Brian Weasler, Terry Stegney, Nick Morota, John Strong, and many more, especially to Steve Bjork for production suggestions, and James Differendafer for making my head explode. help support the Cocoa community by visiting some of its various contributors. A list of resources is available at imacoconut.com. That's I-M-A-C-O-C-O-N-U-T.com. The Cocoa Talk theme song is copyright 2008 by D. Bruce Moore and Greg Sheeler. Mixed, mastered, and produced by D. Bruce Moore. Oh, while we were doing some of our closing stuff, too, um, Pauly Walnuts Fiscarelli popped in the live chat, too. He said he's actually heading out to VCF Northeast. Where is VCF Northeast at?
13: I'm not sure, but he's know. actually heading back from it already. Oh, he's I heading
0: think back he's from it. Oh, okay.
8: Yeah, so I would assume back. it's
0: somewhere north of VCF East. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, VCF East is in Jersey. So it's got to be. Well, I don't know where
8: the hell's up. What's what's north of Jersey? Anything? Is it in Maine Canada? or something? Canada?
7: New York? Canada must be.
8: Uh, come to
5: Canada for crying out loud.
8: Well, if it was, if it sure. was in, if it was in that part of Canada, it would be in French. Yes, yes. They, That's go true. Go It could
13: be Greenland or something. go do. Go,
5: go,
0: go do. do. Go <laughs> go do. So. Um, Oh, I wish we knew known he was there. Maybe I don't know if he took any
3: pictures or could have streamed any stuff. He took an
13: Altair to down there with an ADM 3A terminal. He posted that on Discord earlier. So Yes, there's
3: some Discord pictures. There's an Apple One also on there. Mm-hmm. Or it might be a clone, but it's an Apple One.
0: Very, very, very cool. Well, it was a good show. Um, hopefully, we succeeded on the task of trying to celebrate and recognize the community. Hopefully, we did some of you guys justice. Maybe some of you an in injustice for all we know. Um, it was good. Definitely gave Curtis props yeah. for having the best cocoa mullet, uh, for damn sure. So <laughs> yeah,
13: there's actually if you wanted to see that, I don't know why you would, but if you did, there's some pictures that Alan took of me at some of the jam sessions at Cocoa Fest in the late '90s. That it's it's much more prominent than that picture you showed.
7: <laughs> I don't know why
8: I'm telling you all you guys this. I'm just stupid. I'm sure I have some Penfest 2000 yeah. pictures with the yeah, uh, mullet yeah, here somewhere. Probably
0: you just can't get enough mullet. But wait, there's more. Uh, <laughs> I call it my neck warmer. Yeah, Ben Drake says uh, loved it when the ship pulled away. I wasn't expecting that on Diego's game. That's cool. Yeah. Uh, no, it's been it's been a great ride, man. It's been for me. It's been a five year journey. Uh, it was isn't that what Star Trek started off to, right? It's five year journey. Yes. Exploring new lives through, and new though. civilizations and. <laughs> To boldly go. Um, So, yeah, it's been a great ride, and hopefully the ride's not over. Uh, Jim Gary says I missed most of the show. No, you didn't miss anything, trust me. So, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So, for those still in the panel, thank you to Mark D. Overholzer for all you have done for us, and to Ron (laughs) Delvaux for his many contributions. And uh, Nick Marota, Nick Marota, Nick Marota. thank you. Uh, L. Curtis Boyle for all that you do and continue to do. David O'Connor, thank you, sir. Uh, Diego, go it's Diego. It's been a pleasure. Go, thank you. And uh, Brian, the music man, all oh, you continue to do. Jason, the Cocoa Man Riker. Just when you thought there were not enough products with switches, Jason brings us yet another...
8: Um, Absolutely, why not? Because I don't have enough to do already. So you know. I'm so just was the pile on the bit bangaroo. Did you
0: consider the bit as a possible name for that? <laughs> I, I, I,
8: sounds- I, I I I'm done with putting a Roo on anything. I'm done.
5: Bangaroo sounds like an illicit uh, festival of some sort. Yeah, just- like club hedonism. Yeah. Uh. Come to Bangaroo (laughs) (laughs) Come to Bangaroo!
0: Crikey! Crikey. uh, Chet Simpson, uh, thank you you, you, sir, for all you have done for us. Thanks, we appreciate good. you. Hey, and
13: Thanks for frustrating the hell out of all of us last night. Oh, yeah. Yes, that was great. You are welcome.
12: <laughs> and and, and yeah. thanks for the good idea, guys. I like the bangeroo. Bangaroo. bang-a-roo. you <laughs> have to
0: come up with something that will use that. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of yeah. and, then, would, yeah. and then somebody's going to Jason will come up with the switch to switch and connect the bangeroo to the grease weasel and you can switch between <laughs> the
1: two. So. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> oh,
10: that, sounds, that sounds positively dangerous.
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, Nick Morenti's just pasted a uh, ad for Gunstar. Oh, in, did it? Um, TRS80 Color Computer Coco Group.
0: Is it a, a video or just a, a picture? No, it's just, just a, an image. Oh, okay. An image, it's pretty take, cool. Let's take a look at that. And Mark Bosley, thank you for all you have done for us and um, for hosting the show and streaming the show and everything. Look at this. The fate of humanity rests in your hands, Gunstar. He makes that is. thing
1: look like a spaceship.
0: Yeah, look at that. (laughs) That's cool. That is very cool. Rests in your hands. Early 2020. What's the tiny text at the bottom say? For the Tandy Color Computer 3 with 512K RAM and 6309 CPU. Fate of humanity rests in your hands. That's cool.
5: (laughs) And it will work in the emulators if you don't have a 6309.
0: There you go. Cool stuff. Mark, thank you. John, Laurie, thank you. Nick Morentes, you have been uh, – you are a national treasure. You are a jewel. We appreciate you, everything you've done for this show and everything you've done for all the years of Coco <laughs> stuff. And uh, David Ladd, yeah.
7: <laughs> <laughs> David
5: Ladd takes a lot of crap. He's a good he guy. Is.
0: <laughs> David Ladd. David, we appreciate you. David, we need some we need something enthusiastic to close us out with. To play us out, David. Give us some enthusiasm. No pressure.
12: Enthusiasm? Oh, I got plenty
0: of enthusiasm.
12: I've been using my 80-track five and a quarter over here with the grease weasel. I've been formatting cleaning floppies for the last two weeks. And I got plenty more to do. <laughs> oh,
0: yes, yes. <laughs> Clean up in aisle
5: four. <laughs> uh. <laughs>
0: Hashtag nerdgasm. Uh, yes, well, I think I think that that's uh, what depends. on: for <sighs> David, don't go. David, don't go far. But we're gonna. Uh, David has inspired me to run the uh, post credits reel here. So we're gonna run the post credits, and then maybe we get <laughs> one more blast of enthusiasm from David before we press the button here.
11: Hi, this is Antonio Jimenez author of such projects such as The TV throw devil and the SD pack and you are watching Coco Talk. Three, two, go. <laughs> I'm
1: <your> face. Okay.
7: <laughs>
0: you, you, you have a Okay. You're rolling, Curtis, you say whatever, whatever you want to say. Well give me some kind of guidelines. Um hi, this is Curtis Boyle.
7: Hey
6: this is Eric and you're listening to Coco Talk.
0: Alright, we're rolling, you say whatever you want to say, David.
3: They sweetie. Weekly any computer. Something like
7: that. Alright, I'm
6: soon.
0: Playing dagger with like that idiot from the book. You're watching Coco Talk. Thank you, David I. Uh, now get back up there for one second. Oh jeez. What? What, what, let's, what? Let's get some drive wire, TTL. No, no, we don't need any <laughs> drive
17: wire or TTL. Hi, it's Chris Boyle, part of the uh, Coco Tech
1: crew of people. Hi, Ron are on Belbo Timberman. I guess i am like to experience Cocoa Truck. You I brought the only working. I could not get it. I could not get it. I could not get it. Ah. By certain someone you
3: know. The world's leading weekly Cocoa Talk show. Yeah, something like that. Hi, this is Rick Adams,
15: and I'm the author of A Couple of bronze Jake, High, and Now, Bomb Threat. And you're listening to
12: on Cocoa Talk. Eight-slot MPI, you know, Floppy Drive, Cocoa SDC, um, Sound Speech Pack, Orchestra 90, RS-232 Pack, Modem Pack, uh, Super IDE. You start adding all those together if you want them all usable at the same time. Well, guess what? You just went over the four-slot MPI.
0: No truer words have ever been spoken by the greasy weasel himself, David Ladd. All right. <laughs> Complete oh, with the misspelled
8: hey. banner.
5: I've never known Dave to be short of words. That's tight. <laughs> <laughs> what do you mean short of words? I huh? didn't know huh? what to say. <laughs> short you on grammar,
0: know. but uh, long <laughs> on words. <laughs> oh... oh, oh. <laughs> we <laughs> right, we're gonna press the we're gonna press the button now. <laughs> Say goodbye, everybody.
8: Press the button, bye, Frank.
5: Everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, bye, Bye,
2: bye, y'all.